Sweet. All right, we are go. Cool. Happy right. Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. At Mike's house. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Not that we aren't always at a Mike's house, but we're right here somewhere. We're right. drinking something really cool today. Mm -hmm. I really like the artwork on it. The Great Atlantic and Pacific Tea Company. Authentic mm. New York coffee. Mm -hmm. That's very nice. Yes. Strong. It says, yeah, it's like medium roast, but it's very dark. Very but strong. It, it recommends to be made in a drip maker, actually. Okay. Yeah, but cool. you did it pour over day. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's stronger as a pour over than it was. I did it in, um, so far I've tried it in uh, the coffee press. Nice. In the French press, and it wasn't, didn't have this much punch to it. See, my AeroPress has been my go-to. Oh, like yeah. Always. I mean, Pour Over used to be my main, so. Okay. Nice. I, I love it. I've only ever had coffee from an AeroPress once. And what do you think? Um, so I'm not going to lie. I'm not a coffee connoisseur. Yeah. I, not yet, anyway. I've, I've, yeah, not yet. I, <laughs> I found out that I, I've always had what I now call a COVID tongue. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> when I had COVID... I didn't realize I lost my sense of smell and taste mm -hmm. until I was out of quarantine and I went to go and like have dinner with my girlfriend and I always, she always likes to smell nice. She's got a cologne perfume on and she, she, I always compliment her on it. And so when I showed up, uh, she, like I didn't say anything. I said, Hey man, it's been 10 days. I missed yeah, you. Yeah. And then she's like, well, what do you, what do you think of my perfume? And I was like, well, I'll just go put some on. And I said, I'm wearing it, dumbass. And I'm like, oh. No, and so no, even like no. real close, I was like, I don't smell anything. Yeah. And then she's like, I thought you didn't, you, you, you could still smell and taste. I was like, I thought I could. But maybe like, I just the whole time I'm like, I had coffee. So I was like, I, the memory of coffee, okay. like, it, it, it like made me feel like I could taste. Yeah. And then, so then we started testing it. And so I don't like bourbon mm -hmm. and she loves bourbon. And so like, I tried like two or three and like, all I could do is just feel sure. it burn down my throat. I was like, all right, I yeah. cannot, I cannot taste. So after that, now I'm just like, yeah, sure, it's great, it's whatever. Good. It's not, it's not yeah. poison. I don't really care. I'll drink it, whatever. <laughs> all, right. all right, so today we have a guest. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our friend Juan Hello. is on today. Juan. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so we have some stories of some Taekwondo. Yeah. And Kung Fu Treachery and things so, like that. Kung so, Fu Treachery. Yes, as opposed to Face Kick Friends, I think we're going to start another series called yeah, yeah. Kung Fu Treachery. <laughs> Kung Fu Treachery. And this is book one. So you get to be book one, Kung Fu Treachery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. first edition. First edition. Because oh, no matter, you know, I've talked to a lot of martial artists and, uh, over the years, and everyone has some sort of horror story oh, same oh, yeah. across yeah. martial art. It doesn't matter. It could be jujitsu, taekwondo, oh, yeah. wrestling. You name it. It's something. Like somebody's got something. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like you obviously have a lot more taekwondo experience than I do. But the jujitsu themes are pretty much the same. It's the master syndrome it's... and the crazy. Oh my gosh! Really <laughs> weird. Yeah. Like... So I mean, do you have anything at the top of your head that's like, oh, this is the one that I'm like, yes. Because like, <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a lot. To... <laughs> we, can, we can start spitballing, and okay, then we can right. start. I mean, do, we, do we need some tissues? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think I've I've grown past it now. Mm. Um, yeah. So I started my taekwondo career a very long time ago. Um, I was. Uh, I was like six when I started. Nice. And so when I was three years old, my family moved it down to uh, South America in Ecuador. That's where my dad's originally from. Nice. And so we lived there for about five years. And when I was around like six, I picked up Taekwondo at the local school. We had we we were pretty lucky, and we we uh, got to go to like a private school. 
mm-hmm. uh, which was really neat because it's it is essentially Hogwarts. Sweet. Uh, in the sense that there were different like houses. Mm-hmm. We had three <laughs> three separate houses, and each house had a color coordination to them. Yes. So, and this was back in in the like the early nineties, so yeah, well before yeah. J.K. Rowling ever did any of this <laughs> stuff to paper, and. Um, so each house, because it was a private school, they wouldn't really like do competitions with other schools. So they're all in-house competitions. Okay. Did you fight each other? Absolutely. Wow. It's gnarly. Yeah. So we had little like rivalries within our, our, our school to between the three specific houses. And at the end of the year, if you ever want to read Harry Potter, they would actually like tally up points you got Whoa. throughout <laughs> the year, and they would award more points and have a like a cup for whoever whoever won. That is spectacular. But my my first taekwondo instructor, he was there, and he was phenomenal. I love the guy to death. Um, and it's awesome because like we moved back to the United States when I was like eight years old. I had not seen him in. Years and years and years and years, and he apparently moved to New York, I don't know, like maybe six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And I happened to just come across him on like Facebook, whatever, yeah. and like we mm-hmm. reconnected a little bit. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I haven't seen you in forever. Oh, dude. But so I traded him for like I think roughly like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, he was awesome. He, the thing that I like really sticks out, you know, I was very young, is that he did a lot of like just fun, like conditioning, mm-hmm. like. Uh, uh, drills and, and, and activities. So one of the things that we had was our school was three stories tall, and we had a um, a couple uh, uh, kids that had some type of paralysis, so they were like in a power chair. Mm-hmm. So they built uh, ramps on almost all the stairwells, like half the stairwells ramp. And mm-hmm. so one of the things he would have us do is we would have to run up these stairs, and like now. Uh, OSHA, injured. everyone just like squash this immediately because there's like no, there's no real protective side rails, nothing like that. But we would run up the stairs, jump on the the, the slide, slide down, and he would be at the bottom to catch us by our arms and throw us back on the stairs. And he was like slow, like slinging these like 50, 60 pound kids while we're just running up, sliding down, running up, That's sliding down. It's great training for him too. Oh yeah, and I remember like when I was. Like, I was the only one that really, like, consistently showed up all the time. Yeah. He eventually kind of made me be, like, his little mini assistant instructor. So I'd run, like, the little warm-up parts of class and stuff like that. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. But then when we moved back to the United States, I got out of it for, for quite a few years. I didn't get back into um, martial arts until I was um, my senior year of high school. We used to do all this archaic concept called a senior project where you have to (laughs) learn a new skill and then write a a paper on it and so i said you know what i want to i want to do martial arts again i didn't i haven't done it in you know like 10 years so let's let's do it again and so uh locally there was a a guy who ran a school he taught uh taekwondo and hedongundo which is a korean sword art it's basically just kendo, but in Korean. <laughs> well, don't don't you ever I know, tell them that. I know all that. Not allowed to be known. And you, but you should never call their sword the jingum a because katana because they will God kill damn. you. Because yes. there's a distinct difference. Just, because the handle itself has a slight hourglass shape as opposed to a taper shape, and if it's any different, and the blade geometry is like yeah, yeah. no, I know. yeah, I know, I know. But um, so. I actually know Gundo as well. I, I did that, and I <laughs> fell in love, and I just stuck with it. 
Mm. And so I ended up doing the the sword martial art as my as my actual senior project. Oh. And then I like I trained uh, with him for probably about six six seven years, mm. and got my secondary black belt in both taekwondo and hitlung though. Um, and so that's where a lot of the crazy stuff happened. So. Post black belt, like or oh, all right, the way, yeah, like yeah, so. Yeah. Exactly, uh, <laughs> it's like clean the black belt. And it's now <laughs> the the like there was a lot of like red flags, a lot of signs. That, like <laughs> even from within the so within the first two weeks of me being there, um, I was sparring against him, and I mean he was super intimidating, and so and he also was frugal. That's that's the the best way to to phrase it. Anything that sounds negative. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so he has his whole dojong was 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 filled with a puzzle piece mats, you know, classic mm-hmm. red and blue. Oh, that's my basement. And um, <laughs> and is yours like uh, red in the center with a blue outline? Uh, well, no, I have one red. It's alternating. Uh, no, I just it's just blue, and then I have one red one. Okay, his is but all red. It's another story. Blue, I'll yeah. tell you in a sec. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so, anyways, so but he's had the same puzzle piece mats for like. At the time I started training, whoa, he had them for like twenty some odd years. What whoa. year was this? So this would have been in two thousand four. So he was OG because puzzle mats really hardly became a thing until like the mid nineties. Yeah, like we were all fighting on basketball courts. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then in the mid nineties, like people started to acquire puzzle mats. So if he had them that long by then, at least they looked like they were that. That motherfucker was. I know he's he, <laughs> Yeah, he, he opened up his school in like the mid nineties. Uh, yeah. And I think like he started off. I don't know whether he got them fresh then or he got them from somewhere else. Oh, but I those, they were beat the, the crap. Yeah. Okay. And so what he would do is like as you'd get cracks as they would. Oh, you'd you'd and so he'd put ankle, little little, little, little super glue in there and you stuck it with a little. <laughs> yeah. So I was sparring with him on these puzzle piece mats that are super old, and like my toe got caught in there, and I just I just snapped it. I broke it, and like immediately I was just like, oh, oh, that doesn't feel good. And and I and I just pause and he's like, and he's got a very he's got a thick uh, Korean accent. He's a South Korean man, and he's just like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "I oh, man, I think, I think it's my toe." And he's just like, "Which one?" And I was like, "This one." And he just stops on it immediately. And he's like, "You're fine. Keep going." And then so like, <laughs> that's how you do it. I like <laughs> kept going. And then like the next day, like I was like, "I can't go to class, man. Like my toes oh, messed up. I had like that 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 yeah. distinct like purple band right across there." <laughs> And so I, I called, I was like, man, I don't think I can make it into class. And like, I'm still like actively doing my senior projects. So I have to like talk to him periodically. It's like, hey, this is what I'm doing. What's going on? Oh. And he goes, come to the, come to school. I, I, I look at it. And I was like, okay. Well, right. I look at it. Yeah. I look yeah, at it. No, he comes to school. He co- I go to school. There's the purple band. And he, he just looks at it. He grabs it and just twists it. Um, yep. and, and there was a very like sickening like crunch. Yep. And it, it felt very bad. And he goes... Tape it together, you're fine. Tape together, spankers. And I mm-hmm. taped it together, and I went to class. Yeah. And I just, I just did that. And I mean, I, I, the second time, a couple years later, that I broke the same toe on the opposite foot. I didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I learned my lesson the first time. <laughs> yeah, like he, he was a big fan of like ballistic stretching. So as oh, people yes. are, are stretching, like he would come by and he'd like just Ooh. push down on people. Or if you're so trying to do like straddle splits, he'd just kick one leg out from underneath you. Yep. Like and and as the years went on, like I, I realized, like there was a lot of people that like got injured and yeah. couldn't come back. Like, back. Yeah, and, like I lived. That's why I made it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and so it always made me like as I've gone, I was like, 
they, a lot of people think that style of, of training is good because the people <clears throat> that are at the top after suffering through all that, they're really good, right? Well, it's, it's because like you have to be genetically gifted and lucky to survive that and to continue to, to practice for yeah, years on. You have to be Wolverine. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, yeah. So, yeah. so you literally just like remove anyone who is not just genetically gifted, and so you're just left with the cream of the crop, and that's it. But now what else? What other crap that we did? Um, he just had some crazy like training tactics. So like I remember one thing that was like super grueling was he'd make us hold a sidekick, and he'd just walk around as we're all like trying to statically hold the sidekick, yeah. and he would come by and like take his hand, and he'd like. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Push just down, touch, just touch. Push the leg down. You're like, oh, and no. push down, push down, push down. Yeah. And then if he looked over and he wasn't like trying to push down on your leg, and your leg was like falling before waist level, he would have the, the bamboo yeah. like sword, and he would whack the what? sole of your foot. And then, oh, the sole of the foot? Or yeah. The calf. Did you do both? No, the sole. The sole. Yes. <laughs> and just stinks. Yep. Like, that doesn't breathe. That doesn't breathe that, that that bad. So you have to whack it, and you have to like try. You ever seen? Yeah. You ever seen Ninja Assassin? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know when he gets punished? Yeah. Yeah, that's sort of that. Just gnarly. <laughs> yeah, <that. laughs> yeah, stuff like that. I mean, like probably the one that that now as I'm an adult <laughs> that screams like you wouldn't let your children do abuse. Okay. But like at the time, like I, I just I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. That's the weird thing is like you don't know any better, and you're like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll go to class tomorrow, and it's like yeah. for five years straight. Like and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. The, the what happened is like I was uh, I was going through uh, college. And um, I had a, a scholarship for for uh, our local university, and I had to maintain a certain uh, GPA. If I fell below that, I would lose that scholarship. So I had a one year free, and if I could maintain a certain GPA, I would get a second year for free. Cool. Well, I was trying to train, oh, man. like four or five nights a week. Oh, I, I worked like anywhere between twenty to thirty hours a week, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to take like a full load of classes. Yeah. And um, my narcolepsy symptoms were starting to manifest. And usually narcolepsy doesn't come on until you're like mid to late teens. And so like I was falling asleep in every one of my classes. I would try to sit down and like study and stuff like that. But I'd fall asleep within like 15, 20 minutes. Like I just had to keep moving all the time. And so anytime I would try to sit to do homework and whatever, like I just, I couldn't do it. And so I was like 0 0.01 points away from maintaining my GPA. Like, it was that close. Oh, suck. And so, being a super traditional South Korean man, he, like, wants to know all of your business. Like, oh, yeah. your finances, your... Old school type of man, you bring in your report card, you got to tell Absolutely, yeah. You fucking do it. Yeah. It's insane. And so, a 19-year-old man, boy, <laughs> yep. I have to bring in my report card. And so, he's just like, you lost your scholarship. And I said, yeah. And, like, I could not give him, like, any sort of excuse Nope. And so, like, I... You put extra hours in, a day. Yeah, so, like, in the middle of class, I had to go and get into a push-up position, and I had to hold one foot up, and he would take that... And he whacked the foot? Oh, yeah. That's just the back. He the I, had to, I had to... He whacked the foot, like, 20 times in front of, like, for the entire room. class. In front of all yeah. the children. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah, one of, his, one of his adult black belts, he whacked the foot 20 times, and then I had to put that foot down. And you're lifting the other foot. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that, looking back now, I was like, that is not acceptable behavior. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
That's old school capital punishment, man. Oh yeah, no, and it, like in front of everyone. And so like yeah. and the thing was like he essentially yeah, like humiliation. At the time, I was like one of his his most senior and like best students. So, so you can't fuck up. Yeah, yeah so he yeah. showed like. There's no favorites. Like, if you screw up, like... You get it worse. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely, that's what it was. In reality, what he showed is that he hated you the most. He <laughs> love. Yes. And you were... Everyone else was the favorite. But, like, the crazy part is, like, I... Like, I don't have, like, the, the world's, like, best relationship with my dad. And so he was, like, the first mm-hmm. adult male that, like, showed interest into into something I was really passionate about. And so, like, I just got brainwashed super sure. fast into that cult, and it was just, like, Easy. in it uh, for way too long. Way yeah. too long. Like, And he was, like, grooming me to, like, take over his school. Yes. Like, all sorts of stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. and, and the classic stuff of, like, you don't need to go anywhere else. Like, I've, I've oh, already done... Oh, you to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so I know he, everything. Yeah, he said, I've already done... He's like, I got a black belt in judo. I've done, I've done like, several other different martial arts. Like, I've, I've combined them all. And, like, and now, to his credit... Which, as crazy as he is, it's all true. There's yeah. certain truths to it. Like so, yeah. he he. The yeah. one thing that he he hates, and I'm sure he hates it even more now, is the way that that uh, uh, W O not W T F it's W T. It's W T now. Yeah. Like, yeah. They finally got the joke. Yeah, they, after, after like 30, 30 years, years these guys finally got the joke. joke. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> so he hates the way that the W T has become over the years. Oh uh, wait. Um, as any the, self-respecting Taekwondo should. The front leggers want it. Hurts my soul, man. <laughs> but, um, okay, that's yeah. We'll get to that later. But uh, so <laughs> he he legitimately would he he followed WT's uh, curriculum, which yeah, doesn't hold. Doesn't yeah. yeah. So he he and their curriculum doesn't have a it lot. It changes. Changes. It changes over time, and there's it, not a shit ton to it, and it's really focused on forms. Yes. Even the new weird-ass forms? Oh, yeah, like the, 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 the like acrobatic the, forms. The one yeah. that has, like, the fucking Dehan move in the middle? Yeah. Like, kaki kaki like, Yeah. Like, crazy, man. <laughs> so he he is not a fan of that, so he he still uses, and I forget, man. What, the Tegooks in the park? Right? Yes, thank you, Tegooks. Like the Tegooks? Okay. He yeah. uses Tegooks, and he, as as we were getting into higher belts, like, third and fourth, three black belt. What, what black belt forms, then, yeah. Um. So we use the Tegooks. Forms, but he would have the black belts learn some of the old Polkway forms because he's like, there's, oh, not, yeah. there's not enough for you to learn. You need to learn more. What about um, like Quan forms? So the old Cookie Wan forms and there's like Quan forms as well. So he, he's talked about them and oh. he would kind of show them every once in a while, but they were not <clears throat> a requirement for him. I got a book I need to show you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you ever read um, Hong Hai Che? General Che? Or General Choi? Oh, I've yeah. heard of him, yeah. Uh, well, he didn't fucking talk about yeah. Him and Superman, um, you know, him and, um, um, now I get all excited, I forget names, but um, his, his partner in crime, like, do everything, called him Superman, but um, now I have his book, and it's like Taekwondo Encyclopedia, like the first edition, Okay. the first English edition, Okay. has all the old forms in it, oh, that's cool. but most of them are Shotokan forms. I mean, Taekwondo, Taekwondo was Taekwondo just karate. Sh- well, yeah. Taekwondo is Shotokan. It comes from Shotokan. Yeah. See, I'll, I still get a little weird about this shit, too. Yeah. Don't call karate, motherfuckers. I'll kick your ass. We can't punch. You really? can. Fuck it's you. All, you, you can kick. But it was heavily influenced by no. Japanese martial arts. Okay, you know? so um, a dude named... Um, I trained with a guy once who came to Ohio, uh, Dr. Jin Bang Yang. Okay. If you ever got the old um, Taekwondo Educational Resource Center, the Turk tapes. Yeah. I have all the Turk tapes. Okay. I have all of them. It's that guy. He, okay, okay, he basically okay. invented Olympic style, Olympic style Taekwondo for the 90s. Okay. He put physics on the kicking. Okay. So it's why we chamber extension, rechamber, yep. yep. why we know how to turn. That was all Dr. Okay. That was all young. Dr. Young. Short little dude. 
kicks like in slow motion. It sounds like a fucking cannon going off. That's awesome. He was amazing. But um, all right. So he did it. Um, I, I used to have this paper and I can't fucking find it anymore. But for his graduate thesis, for his doctorate at Youngin awesome. University, he interviewed all the original Quan members. This is back in like '82 or something. Okay. Every single one of the eight or nine, depending on what you want to talk about, original Quans. Uh-huh. Every one of them trained with Kenshin Funakoshi at one point. Oh, uh, that's cool. Every single one of them. That's pretty cool. Because Genshin was a cool dude. So, but in some respects, Genshin Funakoshi could not say the word socks because he was a fucking samurai. <laughs> <laughs> his, his, his grandson would get, try to get him to say shit he wasn't supposed to say. Oh, really? He's like, yeah. yeah, I have a Genshin Funakoshi book. His grandson talks about it, trying to get his own grandpa to say socks. He's like, pick that up. Pick what up, grandpa? That! <laughs> but um, no, they all train with Genshin at one point okay. or another. And so that's why there's a huge chunk that comes through it that, so we're like related to Shotokan. Yeah. <clears throat> but being that Koreans are the Irish of the Orient and they're taller, mm-hmm. they're like, why don't we just kick people in the face? Yeah, yeah. these deep stances are bullshit. Yeah. You know, well, kicking people in the face is way better than punching people in the face. And then yeah. sort of went from there. But Taekwondo was also initially invented to become an Olympic sport very much like Judo. Okay. You know, in 55, yeah. after the Korean War, when they started to unify the Kwans, yep. the Kwans air quotes word. Because um, they, they, they combined some of that, they combined um, Taekyeon and one other... Yeah, Taekyeon, and, yeah. Well, do you ever look at the history of Taekyeon? Uh, I've not read too much about it. It's like leg sweeps. It's low kicks and leg sweeps. It's fucking, yeah, it's... So then where the heck did all the, the modern version of Taekyeon, where there's like this huge, big sweeping, like crescent kicks and things like that come from? Uh, imagination, possibly? <laughs> okay, um, so... Okay, if you think about the, the Japanese occupation of Korea... Yeah. When Korea was the, um, was like owned by Japan... Yeah. They burned everything down. Yes. They destroyed, the, enti- they destroyed the entire culture. When I went to Korea in 2000 and saw like temples that had recently been rebuilt... It was cool as fuck. Yeah, like like the temple where they train in best of the best. Yeah. Fucking did push-ups on those stairs, dude. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, I, I did. Just, yeah. But yes, so it was in Korea. I know it still holds up. It I recommended I it. it. I recommended it to someone the other day. Yeah. But um, no. So, fuck, lost my train of thought. But um, so when they re- like revamped it all, they tried to get it all back. A lot of it's just people's memories. There okay. was like one fucking dude left that did tachyon and couldn't find anyone else to do it. And okay. They're like, and so, and then they're like, oh shit, they've absorbed so much from the Japanese, those fuckers, we can't get rid of it. We can't <laughs> give them credit. You know? And so, but you know, the other thing I learned too is like, almost all Japanese people are half Korean. That doesn't surprise me. Because they sent all the men to Japan. Yeah, no, like, that doesn't surprise me. Well, but change some stats. Mm. So yeah, like, so my instructor claimed to have done all these different martial arts. He's like, I've picked the best from it all and I've put it together. And like I said, he, he hates what modern Taekwondo has become. So mm. when we trained, like, we did not train in Olympic style. Like, he's like, I hate So the- Olympic style already started to change by then. What yeah. Year, what year is this? So I, I started training with him in 2004. Uh, it was still cool. Well, like, he didn't think it was cool. By between 08 and 12 is when it really started to go downhill. Yeah, he, like, he, he had, he still he had left, it. he had left he had Kiwon ar- a he lot. He already left it. completely, because, yeah. like, he oh, was technically, cool. like, okay. he had, a, he had his cert- certification through Kukiwan, but he also, like, he was, he was training or, 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 or uh, operating under 
IMA, the International Martial Arts Association. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I okay. guess from what he had told me, and I've not done a whole lot of, 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 of reading about it, <laughs> yeah. is that a lot of, of other instructors and masters who were disillusioned from their big name associations came together and said, we're going to do our own thing, mm-hmm. trying to keep it from becoming too like sportified and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So he, so whenever we would practice stuff, it was it was not very point oriented. Like he would use the basic point rules because that's the only tournament was available. Trem- was that? still trembling shock back then too. He still had to hit hard. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Like that's that's how. That was like, still a point rule. Absolutely, like that's how that's how we 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 would fight. Like we put on our, our pads, but like if you just barely hit, he's like, I don't care, hit harder. Okay, so context for the listener. Um, okay, Kukiwan World Head World Headquarters of Taekwondo, um, on top of a giant fucking hill in Seoul. Yep. Ran up that hill, it was baller. Um, uh, trembling shock. When you hit somebody, there has to be body displacement. Mm-hmm. They have to move. Mm-hmm. So if you crack someone, you crack a motherfucker in the face, and his face does not move, you don't get points. Absolutely. When your back kicks up into the face and just been like, I'm fine. Yeah. No points. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead. Yeah, so he, to his credit, he kind of did very much train us. Uh, in that fashion, so I had gone to a handful of, of, of Taekwondo tournaments, and, but he, again, he was very, did not like to go just to random tournaments. He had like three oh, tournaments gorgeous. that he liked. Because <laughs> it was people he knew, instructors he knew that he liked. And it was, so we'd it was J.J. and Kim. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so one of them was all the way in, in, in the Indianapolis. So it was Che. Oh, oh yeah, chase tournament, battling Atlas. Yep, yep. All the ice rink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah! Don't fall down yeah. that shit. I did. <laughs> that was a great tournament. But yeah, I did. I did. Uh, oh I did three. I went there three times. We've seen each other. Yeah. Yes. Very, very possibly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did that, and and it was. I mean, it was fun. Um, well, that's that's Indianapolis Che. His brother Columbus Che lives here. So I um <laughs> I have not seen uh, or had a chance to to, to meet uh, that particular Che, but I. I got to train with someone who was directly under them, and, oh, okay. and I guess I can edit it out. Man, no, she lives in the she lives in, in the Athens area, from like the Cincinnati. She lives in Athens. I have to know her. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, she's about she's about my age. She's like in her early thirties now. But she used to train at her Che a long time ago. Oh, she never and, trained with me. Like we owned Athens for a long time. Yeah, well, she she but, went to Athens. She went to Nelsonville, talking college, and that's where oh. I met her. Oh, okay. She yeah, still yeah, lives in the same know. area now. Oh, yeah, that's why I don't know. But yeah, no, I got a chance to train with her a couple times, and she was really good. I, I very much enjoyed <coughs> training. She's old school, man, yeah. Yeah, and that's like, that. what I saw from her was very much old school, and I very much enjoyed it. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like there's... You know, Who's the third? The, the what? Who, like the tournaments. So, what was, like, so it was Indianapolis. There was that one. Oh. Um, there was one in Columbus that... I didn't get to go because he talked about it like when I very first started training. Was it the Battle of Columbus? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. And then so that was the, that and was there was the one up back. in the Cincinnati area as well that he mm. he because he stopped going to those two and he only went to the Indianapolis one. Oh, so up in and, Cincinnati. But he talked about those two as I first started. He and a couple other um, uh, instructors they do one in uh, in Pickerington. Oh, right on, okay. Yeah, but it's it's literally like him and four other Korean instructors, and it's just their schools. Like it's open to others, but it's predominantly just their students. <laughs> I, I would love to go to that because everyone's going to try to kill you. 
Oh yeah. It's open to other. I would do that. I was gonna I say like. I'm not gonna get back in. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm. I'm probably now kind of like. I'd say I'm probably ostracized. Um, oh, I'm sure. And I, I probably, they won't even look at you. I would. I kind of want to go as an independent and yeah. and, and 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 try it sometime. I think it'd be it'd be really fun. Yeah. We should come up with our own taekwondo school. <laughs> we, we already have, bro. Yeah, just yeah. going. Yeah, because yeah, we on spot. Tuesdays. Awesome. Yeah, because we on Tuesdays. All the Tokyo themselves. apartment, right? But <coughs> dojo twelve. Boom, dojo twelve. Yeah, yeah, next time. Let's next time we'll go to my house. Okay. But uh, start the training session. <laughs> but Mike knows my, my deal with not letting people in my house. Oh no, absolutely. So like it's kinda like he offered to meet here. I'm like, yeah, let's meet here. No, I, I so guess that. He's got a list. You're approved your own list. Oh well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. This uh, is the prerequisite. Everyone can come here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um but yeah, I did yeah, I did Taekwondo Hilgula for, for that long and then um I had to take uh, a break. Life got in the way. Stupid life. And uh, so I did like took like six years off and then like when I was like 29-ish, I got back into Taekwondo uh, through a mutual friend. Uh, I was started training with a, a woman uh, named Jess. She she was a military brat, and so she traveled quite around a lot around the United States. Awesome. And so she had been training in Taekwondo for way longer than I did. But. And she has her third degree black belt, and she's WT as well. But it took her a long time to get there, just because she like go to one school, be there for like oh, a year or two, good. and then to another school for a year or two. She actually got to get good before she got the thing. Yeah. yeah. And so, but so she, we had like a little, uh, we had like a little school that we were were teaching, uh, I guess like a satellite school based off of my old uh, uh, instructor. Yes. And um, man, she was good. She was one of the best. Because she got to travel around, travel yeah. with a bunch of different people. But so not only was she good, but just as a, as an instructor, as a coach, she was one of the best coaches I've ever she had. She knew how to coach. Oh my gosh, it was phenomenal. And like, cool. it was great because I had a lot of bad habits. Because mm -hmm. uh, you know, when English is your second language, you like you have a hard time <clears throat> expressing. Yep. And so he would say, "You're doing it wrong." I'd be like, well, "What do you mean I'm doing it wrong?" He's like, "Do it better." And I was like, "How mm -hmm. do I do it better?" He's like, "Well, you do it." Yep. And I'm like, and he just like, he we'll just show it, it to me, and he would, I'm like, okay, what am I doing? And he's just like, wrong. And I'm like, ah. Uh. <laughs> so just sheer repetition, yep. I would finally like do it I right, and he'd it. be like, that was good. And I'm like, I don't know what I did different. I have no idea what I did different. But better uh, fucking replicate it. Yeah. <laughs> but then when I started training with her, and I, and I trained with her for about a year and a half, um, there were several things that she helped me fix. Just in that time frame, I'm like, oh. it actually told you what it was. I know. And I was like, I wish I had you for so long. Oh my like, god, it's so, so much better. wasted time. I know. And I was like, and here I am now, like 30, trying to get back into it. I was like, oh. but like something as simple as as like a spinning back kick. For the longest time, okay. I was doing it slightly off, and like so, my 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 pivoting leg, my support leg, I always thought you like try to keep it still, like stationary. You did not move it. Oh. And so I was always like slightly off, and then she no like, she watched me do it, and she's right. like, "Is that how you always?" I was like, "Yeah, that's how I've always done it." Yeah. And like my my accuracy wasn't like amazing at it. Uh, like I didn't get half bad, but it was just out of just doing it thousands of times. But then she's like, "Well, you're gonna have a hard time like making like straight on contact because if you don't sidestep just a little bit when you spin, mm -hmm. like your your kicking hip is essentially now it's, it's offset." Okay. 
go and off the side, yeah. So if this is my <clears> target <throat> here, and I spin, my, my kicking leg is slightly off. offset, so yeah. I had to like slightly over-rotate oh. to make my hit, but yeah. would mean I'd get so many just like glancing blows with it, yeah. unless if they happen to step power. into yeah. it, and then she's like, just do that. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, or like, yeah. If, I, if I would struggle with a certain thing, and she could come up with like a good like verbal cue for me or whatever, yeah. She'd be like, let me think on it. And then like I'd come back like a day or two later for the next class and she's like, she I does. got it. And That's then she would awesome. do it now like within like five or six reps, I was like, You get it. Man, this is so much better. Like, why where were you? Why didn't I have it? <laughs> That's so good. That is that is what I tried to like I like to think that's what I am, but that's why I became that way. It's because I had a teachers that were just like, You're doing it wrong. What the fuck am I doing wrong? Yep. And so like I got really fucking educated and like really worked at learning how to teach and explain things. So that I could be like, simple cue. Simple cue. Yeah. I know what cueing is now. I know it's a simple cue. Yeah. Like, cool, you don't have to fix the whole fucking thing. Just tell them where to put their foot and everything else and start to fix. Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes you just need to, you just need to focus on like one or two things. Yeah, that's get those concepts now. Do, do yeah. that for like weeks. <laughs> and then now that you've got that down, here's the next little Here's the key. next thing. Here's the next yeah. layer. Patience. Amazing. And, and I, <laughs> on both ends. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something I have. Like anytime I've tried to instruct or teach, even within my job, I try to mm -hmm. I try to be as concise as I can be, but try not to overload with information. Well, and I want to make sure I point out like the the, the specific says like I don't want anyone to ever have to struggle like I did to learn something yep. because I was not being given <clears throat> not being taught properly. the right thing. And like yeah. so like the, the the worst like experience I ever had of never being truly taught properly, mainly because the verbiage wasn't there. Yeah. So, you're using a sword, you're swinging around all the time. Trained for two and a half years for my first three black belt tests, and at that test, you have to cut a bamboo stump. Yep. You gotta do it right. Yeah. So I've been training, training, training. So again, the whole very much concept that is this instructor, he, you had to buy a sword through him from a very specific uh, swordsmith in Korea that he knew personally. Nice. Which was cool, way more expensive than it should have been. Yep. Um, and then back. you had to buy through him these bamboo... Now, he didn't want to do regular bamboo because he's also someone who doesn't uh, like to learn from other people. It's, it's through his only like his, his only his mistakes. So if he ever had a bad experience with something, even if it was like a fluke thing, he would never do that route ever again. <laughs> never. Nice. So oh, yeah. he oh, didn't cool he didn't buy bamboo. He would buy this synthetic bamboo because like one time he bought bamboo from someone, and it was a bad experience. He's like, I'll never do that again. Synthetic <clears> bamboo <throat> will last forever. Well, it was also like super expensive. So we can only afford three stocks of bamboo. You get three chances. So I got. So I was oh, given man. one to practice with at home, and mm. the other two were left there for my test. And so, little did you know, it grows in Ohio. And you could just... I know, I know, right? <laughs> so I practiced, and I practiced, practice, and like I just could not. Like I kept having a hard time. But no, I told you and so I went to I went to do the test, and I'm like, all right, let's go for it. And it was me and two others that were testing for a black belt, and we'd go to do our cut. Like, we were just whacking the thing. Just, oh. just smacking it. Oh. And for two and a half years, Dude. no one ever once said, hey, by the way, like, when you swing, you want to make sure that your blade orientation is in the exact same, like, plane as your swing itself. Oh, because that's obvious, right? 
Exactly. It's yeah. obvious. Yeah. But like, it was never, <laughs> never, never worried about it. I was always so worried about like how my arms were moving and make sure yep. I'm doing the forms and everything perfectly, but no never was like, hey, by the way, make sure that these two are together because otherwise you won't cut anything. You're just swinging a bat. Otherwise, and so yeah. we failed miserably in front of everyone. No All three of us. You. Yeah, no one told me. And again, it was like, you're doing it wrong. <clears throat> well, what am I doing? You need to do it better. What do you mean? <laughs> do it like and he just come and he cut it. and I was like, I you're don't know what you cut. did. You're supposed to cut a motherfucker. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> so gave us one week. He's like, he will retest next week. Oh and if you cannot do it, like done. Bill testing. So for that week, like every night, I like I, I went on like this was the beginnings of YouTube, so I'm on YouTube and I, I found like that. people cutting with like plastic bottles. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get a bunch of plastic bottles. So I'd, I gathered all of the Gatorade bottles that oh, I had. Oh, thank God you still existed. You yeah, could, like, fill, fill them with, 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 yeah. Water, with water, but like no one still didn't really no. talk about no. this. Right. So I just literally kept, just it was almost like I was playing, a, the shit out of it was like adult t-ball with a sword. <laughs> and I kept just like blasting these bottles just like left and right. <coughs> so the first night I was defeated. The second night I was defeated. The third night I was like, oh my God. And it was like, I think it was like Wednesday night. Like I was almost like, it was like nine o'clock at night. It was in the summer. I was out in my backyard looking like a psychopath, <laughs> smashing plastic bottles through my, my parents' backyard, and then finally I cut one. You're like, and I was like, like what happened? <laughs> different. Oh, shit. And then I did like three or four more, and finally I cut another one. I was like, wait, there was a weird sound to this. And so I realized that Sounds beautiful. when you have proper blade alignment, you get like a whistling sound. And so like okay. a lot of the training swords that have like the blood groove that groove is to most of the time it's just to make it whistle so like yeah. if your blade alignment is, is good with your swing yeah it will make a very sharp whistle so you can hear that it's just a, a training uh technique mm -hmm. and so when i figured that out no, i, I immediately though. called my my two other buddies yeah. i was like dude this is what you need we're coming over to my house tomorrow we are doing this and so we and busted out a bunch of cuts got nailed down and then friday we were all like super terrified oh. and like our instructor was just like staring daggers at us and then, yeah, so I, of course, yeah. went first, <laughs> cut it, and he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and you should have done this earlier. It's that simple, too. Like, you could have just told you one fucking thing two years ago. Oh, yeah. And fine. But I, that's, I think that, that comes with, he's been doing it for so long. That Mastery he, blindness? Yeah. Like, yeah. something that seems so simple to him is, like, a new concept to someone else. And, like, so if you, you never told it ever, you just don't ever think about it. Well, also keep in mind too is you never use the sword to cut anybody so yeah yeah he probably fucking forgot quite possibly like you stopped cutting shit it's just a stick now yeah no, <laughs> now if you just had a stick you'd be badass now That's our funny. our school did not do we only cut <clears throat> for the test that was it we didn't do any cutting outside of that no bottles or anything no i love the bottle idea Let i know start, the bottle's great i'm gonna fucking do that another great one is pool noodles so pool noodles are flimsy. Yes. So, so you have to if your blade alignment yes. is good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you just revolutionized yeah. life. Yeah. Oh, plastic yeah. bottles are great. The pool noodles are great. Alright, there's gonna be a sword cutting section in the garden now. <laughs> hey, um, I, I still got my sword. Okay. I'll I'll come over, man. Come over, show I'll, me some I'll clinic. I'm super rusty. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm never, pretty rusty too, but we're probably we still can better than Yeah. <laughs> but no, so that that was that was, a, yeah, that was another harsh learning moment. And so, like, after that, I was just like, I don't, to teach I don't want anyone to feel that way. Yeah. Like, that they've missed an obvious thing because just no one took the time to explain it. So, yeah. I try my best to, to cue. Yeah. But I've, 
I said that as a joke, by the way. <laughs> Obvious thing. No, yeah, no, no. That was a joke. Okay. That was from. No, no, I get it. But it, it seems like it does it like when you when you when get you explained it to you're like, oh, you're like, oh that makes sense. That? I get. Yeah. Because if you like, tell me. Yeah. if you take a knife and you try to cut, you know, like a potato, if you don't come straight down, if you had it at like a forty-five degree angle, like, well, yeah, you're not gonna cut. You're like maybe digging a little bit. But that would have been like lesson number three. You'd have yeah. been totally fine. Well, when, when you're told, like, okay, now you, when you go and do this form, you got to make sure you get into a dando set and you have to make a slate, so then you do like this high block of blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. that just goes out the window. You just never even think about that concept because you're so focused on, I have to do this form, I have to do this step, I have to turn this way, blah, 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 blah. You're never thinking, yeah. like, oh, make sure that every single time you throw that sword around, you need to have good blade alignment. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you're just swinging it back. Yeah. In case you're wondering why I don't like forms anymore. That. <laughs> that. That. Yeah. Focused on everything but the fucking thing you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. 100% yeah. yeah. I've like had to like shift yeah. cues and drilling for jujitsu because of that. It'll be like, yeah. we were focusing on a drill, but it's like a totally different focal point. I'm like, all right, let's just like, I'm going to change the verbiage. It's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Entirely. But, but you yeah. changed the verbiage. Yeah. yeah. There's right. the key. Right. Oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. a me thing. Yeah. 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 But no, so yeah, it's. So then after I did, um, I came back to Taekwondo, did that for about a year and a half, two years. Our little uh, uh, school had to close down. It was just my my instructor, Jess, she could not financially like make it. It was, it was not that. Schools tend to be run wrong in that respect. I mean, she was, she was kind of set up to fail almost. Um, I mean, she is phenomenal, but she was a woman and like, Business end of it too. It's Old just, school stuff. Like yeah, they, they don't they like to give uh, women nearly as much a, oh, a, a opportunity, yeah. especially in the the old school Korean uh, <coughs> yeah, tradition. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. So she, oh man, she was so good, and, and I think honestly she was viewed as like a threat. Because oh, she, she was, was so she's good. fucking good. Oh yeah, and she could so actually we, teach. And, yeah. yeah, and we had a, a handful of students that at our school that when we got them, they weren't bad, but like she was such a good. Oh my gosh, like she tuned them up so well between the two of us. Like we did a really good job of with these handful of kids and they become so much better. And like we went to the little local tournament that they had at Fickerington and like our our tiny little satellite school, every single one of them, like first place in their division. Every oh, single one that's of them. so satisfying. Yeah. Our tiny right. little school. Yeah. It was they're, great. They're was gonna great. destroy us, but we're going out on top. Yeah, no. <laughs> So after that, I I uh, floundered around a little bit trying to find something because I was like, man, I wanted to, to really get back into to some type of martial art. So eventually, uh, it was my my girlfriend's sister. She was doing judo at a small little school in Lancaster because uh, she was doing it. She did like the the big brother big sister kind of program, and so mm. she had a, like a little was it a, was it a taekwondo school in Lancaster? No, so this was... Because oh, okay. um, I happen to know a guy, like, so it used to be there. Uh, there was, uh, uh, Schumacher was the old judo, like, king in Lancaster many, many, many okay. years ago. Because I know the Taekwondo guy in Lancaster. Yeah. He used to be one of my teachers. Uh, I can oh. share some more stuff. My that's... teacher in Athens okay. trained with him, and he used to come out and teach in Athens. Okay. So I did you meet her, maybe? You probably did. Because there was... She was probably there doing gundo. There was someone that he knew that was, like... His old student. Mm -hmm. It was this this lady, and she she was like a four three watch belt, I think fourth or fifth, yeah. yeah. And she came to our school a handful of times, mm -hmm. um, and she was a super nice lady. And I and she was from the Athens area. I'm, I'm blanking on her name. The only thing I can really remember was that 
outside of being extraordinarily nice, she actually had like, I think she had like type 2 diabetes or type 1 diabetes. And yep, she, she's missing a toe. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I remember okay. when she lost the toe, she brought it in a jar and showed it to us. Oh it's my like, gosh, that's awesome. awesome. She didn't know she had diabetes back then. Yeah. She just fucking kicked, she thought she like, her toe didn't work, so she started kicking wrong. Yeah. And she thought he just, she destroyed it. And so she's like, kick properly. Or this happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. She was. Yeah, she came for a little while, and I, I love that woman. To she death. was. She was, she was one of the Thank best you. human beings I've ever known. Yeah, she was she, very nice. She's the reason I love Tucker. Very sweet. She was cool. But yeah, so for the last like four, yeah, about four years, three and a half, four years now, I've been doing judo, jujitsu, and uh, boxing. Nice. Yeah. All right. And then somewhere in the middle of my time off of traditional martial arts, I got hooked up with a. Um, a historical reenactment group, and I did um, full armored uh, fighting for a while. Yo, Sweet. yeah, super fun. That's essentially what this is like a historical preservation. Yeah. Armor, like. yeah. So, the 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 master syndrome thing, I saw that in that realm. Really, really no bad. Huh. So, so I I, I used to be. I, I haven't done it in a little while because once the the COVID shutdown happened, like everything stopped, and I've not gotten back into the armored combat. Mm. But the group I was with is called the Society of Creative Anachronisms, which is just, everyone just calls it SCA. And they're kind of like, and I say reenactment group because it's it's kind of like the, the easiest way to explain it. They're not like super hardcore reenactors where like everything is as historically accurate as possible, but they're not quite like um, LARPers. They're somewhere <laughs> in the middle. Between. Between. Between the middle. <laughs> they're, they're like historical LARPers. Their sticks aren't petted. So exactly. No, so we use like rattan. Okay. Those are our weapons. Nice. Um, you have. So you can get you have up. padding. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, like I've never, like in my kickboxing and stuff I've done, I've never really done a whole lot of, like leg kicks. Mm -hmm. But I have been blasted in the inner thigh and the outer thigh without any protective equipment <laughs> by like essentially a bow staff like the rattan. But special man. Some just. Cheers. Yeah. Oh, like it oh, drops yeah. you immediately. It does not feel good. <laughs> no, it feels bad. No. But. When this group started, like a little over 50 years ago, it wasn't just a bunch of like college age, like D&D &D nerds who wanted to like pretend that they're knights and fight. Was... And so they, none of them had any sort of martial arts experience. So the way that the SCA still to this day, they're their own very unique style of, of armored combat. That they fucking developed it themselves. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, now, such, that's like it an is anthropology. Not anthropology. A little bit anthropology project. Right yes, there. and it's interesting because it's it's not super. Uh, it's not like super functional. It's very much adapted to their. Say, is it their rule set? Okay. Yeah. yeah so rules Okay. And so there are certain types of techniques <clears throat> that you would never see historically. But because of the rule set, it works, and just because like you got to game the system, so you, you do it. So one of them is they 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 call it like a rap shot, and it's it's almost like a, doing a hook with a sword. <laughs> and so if someone's really close, like right on top of you, you you don't like try to cut in front of you. You will put your shield like in front of them, try to block their weapon, and then you will try to whack the back of their head, the back <laughs> of their leg, like this. Historically speaking, you would never do that because it's there's like nothing. Like hook kick. Yeah, but yeah. if you did that, like, you miss. Like you cut yourself in the face. So it's you don't ever see that in any sort of historical manual. So there's a lot of a lot of things like that that they developed for their rule set. Have they documented it? Um, to a certain degree, they love documentation. So they're they're and it looks funny. That's a fucking that's a that's a TV show. Yeah, yeah and, what's, and what's crazy <laughs> is that as as people 
as different combatants, because the way that they determine, because it's, again, it's historically inspired, so the whole, like, the whole world is broken up into, like, kingdoms, and each kingdom has a king and queen, <laughs> and the way that you determine who's the next king and queen is through combat, through the right of arms. Holy and so you, and you do so this cool. tournament, and you go, and if you're the, the top dog, you, you become the king and queen for a year. <laughs> And so That's they rotate amazing. out a new king every how year. How hardcore does that get? It, it can get pretty. It can get pretty hardcore. I mean, but also, how hardcore does it get to like? Is it good to be a king? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, or, like, oh like, yeah. How There's, far do they take this? They, they, <laughs> so it used to be worse. It's slightly better now. We had our own little interesting, like, sort of Me Too movement a couple years ago within that because there's a lot of people that were like taking a lot, and it still happens now where there's people that just kind of abuse this because it's they very much set it up like a monarchy, and so like if you're a king, well, but it, again. Um, Back to the, the the master syndrome. If you're a king, if you are a, a their level of black belt is essentially you become a knight. Like you get a, a belt. Okay. But it uses like old school like jujitsu rules where like you don't you don't like do it for so long and then you get a test. You whatever. Have to win Literally, you have to just win a bunch of tournaments. You have to you have to like demonstrate you your your level of skill. <laughs> and if you if right. you are prominent enough, and other knights, other black belts see you, they'll say, hey. So I, they, think, I, think you're, I think you're, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. you're good enough now, you can be one of us. And so okay. usually they, they have like a, a master-apprentice sort of relationship where like you're a squire to someone and, and they teach you Whoa, and stuff like that. I kind of want to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> what happens is as, as someone wins tournaments and they become very good and very prominent, and you see this in any martial art, their style, their unique style and techniques, people are like, oh, well, this guy wants, we, we gotta like, we gotta oh, do what he does. Do and so as someone has won multiple different types of, of, of tournaments, minions. he gets more minions, and people start to join his household. <laughs> his yeah, no, absolutely. And so, and so you'll, they've even like, there's all sorts of videos and stuff like that where like, oh, well. So they create their own feudal system where they can have wars. Absolutely, oh yeah, we have big wars. Um, <coughs> so one of the biggest ones is in oh, Pennsylvania. They do it once a year. They descend on their formal wars. Little, yeah. They don't just they don't sneak attack people. No, no. They're okay. Formal. Like we get out to a giant field and we just smash into each other. <laughs> I'll, I'll remind me. I'll show you a picture. There's a couple pictures of me in the middle this is of this. Fascinating. Yeah, that's amazing. But um, but there's like all these videos where these different um these different knights have developed their own style of fighting and they so this is my style of fighting and, and using this type of weapon and so on and so forth. But again, all of it is not historically accurate, it's and just all it's fantasy. very much for yeah, and it's very much for this sport. Now they have started to slowly branch out, and there's like a different so like a different rule set within the society that uh, uses metal like doll metal weapons, and Ooh. they are pulling from from historical manuals. So they are using like yeah, that's just and, and this starts to fall into like HEMA, the historical European martial arts. Okay, okay. And where so, they do like long sword fighting and that's like growing quite a bit in the last couple years. Is there a samurai sect? Um I mean seriously so, <laughs> there are people trying to like get that to be more of a thing using those types of books and manuals. Okay. But it's it's because I'm going our, our our society is, is very like Western or yeah Western European like centered. I like my dragons with wings, man. Like, <laughs> but they do things. have like there there are different other cultures outside of Western Europe that are represented. So there's like there's people who really are into the Japanese culture. So they are there and they do that stuff. But it's I'm coming straight Mongolian. It's oh, oh there's some people who oh, do Mongolian too. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so like the main prominent. Um, like sword styles you see that are historical are like 
um, Fiore, which is this Italian mm-hmm. guy back in like the 1400s, so, 1500s. It's like what well developed styles? I know Fiore. I know. Fiore. Yeah, so okay, yeah, yeah, Fiore. He, right, and, so, and so there are people who are using those manuals and starting to fight and trying to make that prominent. Yeah. yeah, and those are cool. clearly practical. And that's starting to become more popular. And I, I imagine in the next like 10 years, the bold style of what what they so were like using the is going style is going to go away it's and go like away and, right. and it's going to I'm hoping so could because you, I want it to be practical do you I think you could predict it if you looked at this well developed like weaponry styles and said okay like what do people have access to you could look at like you find manuals and videos and shit and like predict what they're going to do because if you look at certain cultures, so okay, like Fiore, there's certain Italian cultures that have really well-developed fencing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some of that in France. There's plenty of that in Japan. Oh, yeah. You know, but like, could you just pick cultures and be like, that's a fucking manual. Someone's going to do that. That's going to be a house. That's going to be a... Like, Probably. Be, I'm not very I'd, good at it. I've not take, done a whole lot of, mm, of the truly historical parts if I want to. I just like to read, so like, I know a lot of random history. Yeah. So that, that intrigues the shit out yeah, of me. It's really cool though. And like there's like I saw one of the training techniques that people have been using on a on a, on a strategic level mm-hmm. is someone developed a card game based off of the Fiore style of fighting. And it's like, you know when you see like like flu jujitsu like uh flu jiu-jitsu. charts? Yeah, we have a jujitsu card game with it's it's AI. it's a it's a, a sword fighting card game based off of that. So if and so you get a a, a, oh, a, a hand and you have like this is my attack, so you lay down your attack. And the other person hopefully has in their hand the, the appropriate counter. defense. If they don't have <laughs> it, then they're going to get hit in the face. And so, like, you have to learn those because there's always a proper response with a specific attack. Yeah. And oh so my people, god! Like, I want play this card game. game like after okay. after being like at a at an event where you've been fighting all day and you're hanging around just chit chatting at the campfire drinking. Just they pull out game. these card games to all keep right. like practicing like mentally. That's yeah. It. So we have a jujitsu card game like that. Really? I like to play. Okay. Yeah, it's really cool. But it just it's moves and counters and shit. And you gotta like cool. lay down what you're gonna do, and then you try to get it on each other. Okay. Like at least how we play. Uh, like we each have our move and then we have to like roll and get that move. Oh, that's cool. Which is really fun. But there's a sword version of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, just no, like in this okay. armored combat they, they use not just like sword and shield, they do sword and shield, they do like a, a, a long sword, so like a two handed sword. They right. do pole arm, they oh, do nice. like axes, so they do a little bit of everything. So you have to learn how to defend different types of weapon styles as well. And like attack with it. That is incredibly interesting. But you will <laughs> see, like I said, you'll see like this master syndrome where different mm-hmm. prominent people like, well, this is how you're supposed to do it. You can't do it any other way. Stuck blah, 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 in the blah, fantasy. Blah. Yeah. yeah, and it's just so funny because then like they get their minions and their minions are like, oh yeah, you know, my my knight is the best. Must defend it. Exactly, and I'm just like, dude, it's and it's so funny because I I saw it in traditional martial arts. I saw it in this. Like you just see it everywhere. Like so the moment nature, one right? person is really good at something, people will flock to them and say that that's the only way you can do it. Yeah. And they start to use that power and abuse it. And I think you guys have seen The Art of Self-Defense. And I saw that and I was like, oh, oh my gosh. It's like, whole episode gonna, oh, I loved that it's, movie. It was so It's so, so, it's so scary real. Yes, it, it hurts is. my soul. It is, like, I know. Did anyone burn any bodies? Yeah, like, there's about? so many times oh. I was like, yeah, I, I was, I, yeah, that's me. Yeah, I did that. Oh my God. Because that movie hurts to watch too because you know you were like, you were brainwashed for a while there. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh my God, I did that. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> Absolutely, I I am I am a I am a a, a mild occult survivor. <laughs> yes, I wouldn't yeah. even say mild, dude. I think it's a lot more hardcore than you think. Just because you didn't shave your head and get like a tattoo about it, <laughs> true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, 
you got me with a stick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did you ever mow your master's lawn for free? Uh, no, but I did do construction on the dojo there for free. There it is. Yeah, me too. All right. Now, I did a lot of I did a lot of free construction for Doc because I love her. And there's she's a, a good human. There's, there's a big there's, there's a big a difference. difference. There's a difference between. So I've had both ends of that. Yeah, where yeah. they needed some help and you offered it and they were very appreciative versus. They came to you and said, "You're going to we do this." We expect you to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I mean, I cleaned that dojong so many times. That was my job, actually. Yeah. Um, in Athens, I started to clean the dojong to pay for my pay pay for lessons. Yeah, I didn't get paid for any of that. Well, I started to pay my full my yeah. full uh, training <laughs> so, like, fee on top of doing all that. All stuff. right. So, like in, in Athens, that was cool. Like I didn't have a lot of money, so yeah. she was like clean the dojong. No, absolutely. And then, yeah. and then she actually made me start to teach which is really funny because like I was a real shy kid and real nervous oh, and yeah. she's like you like she didn't say this but she's like you could be a really great teacher and you won't do it so she'd be like once class and she would leave yeah and like taught me how to teach yep. but like had to throw me into it yeah and so like yeah but like that's literally like the kind of <laughs> I get that. And, and I think a good instructor <clears throat> can see can the level that people want to be and can adapt to that like you, you clearly have your person who's purely on a hobby level and I'm here just to kind of socialize on a little bit mm -hmm. have some exercise that's it yeah. you have people who are like a little bit more serious yeah. and then you have people who are like I want this to be a living I want to be a pro whatever yeah. like die hard I want to live and the a, fucking fantasy and yeah. a good instructor should be able to <laughs> to modify their teaching technique for each individual like give you that in a healthy way correct yeah like yeah. you over here you don't need a lot of pushing you don't want a lot of pushing mm -hmm. so I'll give you just a little bit challenging just a little this one you're like you want a little bit more but everyone's like oh, okay I need to back off this one you're like yeah. I can pretty much do whatever I need to or whatever I want mm -hmm. to and, and as long as it's in a healthy manner you are going to like rise to the occasion every single time yeah, no matter what. and I yeah. found myself for a long time to be in that so like that's part yeah. of the reason why I like just subjugated myself to it I was like yeah I gotta do it mm -hmm. I gotta do it like this is like this is how I level up I gotta take this abuse like this Check it off. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 crazy. It is nuts. Now, yeah. man. So I went from from Athens up to here after I graduated. Uh -huh. Where I should have went to PT school. Yeah. Instead, yeah. I just wanted to live in poverty and teach yeah. for free. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You ever gonna go to PT school? Fuck, I wish. Like, cause I'm a holistic guy. I'm not an individual joint guy. So, so they they have shifted. Um, have they shifted now? Like, to is, a certain it, degree, is it a yeah. wide thing? So okay. the, the the big thing that they've go, been doing for the last like I don't know, like probably eight years or so is differential diagnosis. And so okay, okay, and that's like looking at obviously you come in here because you've got knee pain. Mm -hmm. All right, well I'm not gonna look at your knee because the knee hurts, but Unless at the same the time knee. I gotta look at the joint above and below. I was like, unless the knee is directly injured, it's not the fucking knee's fault. Correct. Yeah. So, so you're always looking at, at, at and, and no matter what it is that's wrong, you should always be looking at the joints above and below yeah. and see what's going on there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily always mean that something's going on, but there's usually a, something happening. I mean, the body so, works as a unit, man. Yeah, so you, you, you try to, to, to address that. And then right. depending on like what the, the, the patient you have, if you have someone who's who's doing something very physically active, you also want to at the same time look and see like what activities are they doing. Like, is there like something wrong? So I had... I had a, a, a patient uh, probably about a year ago. That's really funny because he was like a 17-year-old kid. He was a punk, and he came in. He and he had hip pain, and he was like, "Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm training MMA, and I and I'm an MMA fighter, and I've been having some hip pain, and and so I'm the only guy in our clinic that does any type of combative arts. So okay. anyone that does a martial art that they have a patient, they will just say, "All right, you're going to work with him." 
Well, that's nice, but I'll have to explain it to you. Unfortunately, <laughs> because Lancaster, Ohio is not the hotbed of martial arts as I wish it was, uh, we don't get many of them. So they're, they're, they're few and far between. I get the occasional, like, no, it's like, yeah, I get the work with someone. So this kid blew himself out of proportion. Come to find out, he was doing Taekwondo for six months at an ATA school. And oh, his are hurting. Yeah. God, okay. So. And so after we were working with him, and he was just like weak all over. So we were working so on hip strength, right like, just yeah, like, just, yeah. like, just both of his legs were just, just not very strong. So we worked a lot on it. Mm-hmm. And then as he was feeling better, I'm like, let's, let's start looking, looking at your technique. So I, we spent like 10, 15 minutes and it was awful. It was terrible. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, at first of all, he's only been doing it for six months, oh, yeah. but again, right. had horrible technique. And I was like, well, no wonder like your hip is hurting because like his, 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 his support foot wasn't pivoting at all. Oh, it was like, oh, no wonder. Okay. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. pivoting at all. Oh yeah. Also, so I, I, and it was, it was great because, you know, I'm, I'm in my khakis and my polo. I look, I look like someone who. To him, you're an old man. I'm an old man, <laughs> a thirty-four year old man who's, who's coming here. He's like, hey, your kicking technique's not like perfect. Let's work on a couple things. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you know, try this, try this. And he's like, well, that's gonna feel a little bit better. And I said, is there any particular kick that you like really struggle with? And he's like, well, I want to do like a lead, lead leg roundhouse kick. And I was like, Ugh. okay, okay, all right. I'm not, I, I, I used to suck at them. I'm not amazing, but I've been working on. Them. That's like, and at that time I was like really lurking. I was like, yeah, I, I think I can help you with that. So we, we like our facility is pretty nice, and we have a large gym. We're partnered with the YMCA, so we have. Are you working with Uh So I work at a new facility oh, in right. Lancaster, a new, okay. and they partnered with the Y. So we rent out a section of mm-hmm. our facility, like classrooms, and we have like a bunch of the the like wave master like kicking back. So you actually got to kick something. Oh yeah, so I drove it out. And so like, I'm like, show me your lead leg round kick. It was terrible. He was like whacking the side of it with like the side of it. It was almost like a crescent kick. Oh, okay. Like, There's no, no hip turning, no like nothing. Nothing. And I'm like, so you got to do this and like, you know, try to pivot on that foot. You want to like really chamber that knee up. And then at the last second, you're going to be twisting and rotating. You're going to get your chest facing into the direction that you're trying to throw your kick. Yep. And he's like, okay. And I was like, let me just show you. And so we... <laughs> We had like, there's a couple other people who were just working out in this room. Yeah. And I just Correct. like, bam! And he's just like, uh. I was like, I was like, so try that. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, uh, okay. Oh, shit. And I was he's like, real. I was like, and I was like, and I'm not good at it. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still working on it myself. It's a tough kick, so, you know, yeah. don't, don't beat yourself up too much on it. Mm. But, like, those moments are also really great because you get to, like, like, clearly it's. For him, it was not only a combination of just poor strength, but <coughs> just bad technique. bad technique. And if you do bad technique over and over, and over it's going to hurt. Bad attitude. Absolutely. It's, it's going to really hurt. So we yeah. we worked on that, and he did a heck of a lot better. That's dope. Yeah, so I, 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 I like to... I Unfortunately, we are a community like hospital, so we don't get the luxury of like specializing in anything. Like yeah, I like can't personally sure. try to specialize in but I... Well, like, where's the opportunity? I, yeah, I don't get a whole lot. So like, I want to do more more athletic <clears throat> combative stuff i just don't see a lot of it and so like i have to learn about like hammer house is yeah <laughs> well, i i do know some of the old hammer house people like one of the old oh, coaches yes. there uh jamie matthias he's my boxing coach but like i said i i i try to i hope i, I hope i can treat more like combative individuals like combative arts people like whether it's it's on the come up again it is it is so, so I'm, I'm, and i think part of the reason why you do, i i personally don't see it a whole lot because we do have several schools in lancaster uh, but i think the reason why we i don't personally see it too much is i think 
still to this day, a lot of martial artists, wrestlers, whatever, anyone that does some type of combative art don't like to go and get their injuries treated. Mm -hmm. Is that still happening? Is that still a thing? Like, I, I think so. Not not as bad as it used to be, but okay. it's still a thing. I think, Cause, and I think it depends yeah. from, like, culture to culture. Like, I, I think, like, maybe someplace, you know, a little bit more, uh, uh, like, a bigger city like Columbus, people tend to be taking their, their health care a little bit more seriously. And so they, they know that if I get hurt in class, I'm going to be out for a while. I want to get back in as much as I can. So they're going to go out of the way to go and, 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 and try to get better faster. And in other smaller cities, maybe not quite as much. It's not. It's not as a, a I guess. A, I want to say a priority. Mm -hmm. You just it's keep just going. Between, you just do it. You're whatever. It's a priority of money. That's true too. Yeah. It's it's a, it's an investment that people don't realize that uh -huh. like this seems like a lot of money now. Yeah. But you know what costs a lot more money? Yeah. Surgery. Ten years from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah one thing I, I I would like to do is I would like to hit up all the local schools and just be like, hey. You know, we have people who have experience in martial arts. If you have someone that gets hurt, you know, you can send Come us our way. You know, try to get you back into class and, yeah. and do outreach that way. Mm -hmm. I also would love to get so good that I could uh, fight someone at a tournament locally and just go, after I've beaten them in some way, shape, or form, pull out my business card and Here slap them. See so you on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Create business. The biggest I've ever been. Uh, and, yeah. But it's all because <laughs> there's a guy in our... Our judo class. Uh, it's all because of judo. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Well, so he's, he 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 quit judo. Now he's just in jujitsu. But like he is notorious for being a terrible uki. Terrible. No, it just stiffens up and shit. He, yeah, and and, yep. and and he hates to be beaten. He hates to be thrown. He hates oh, everything. He so he's super resistant to all of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and I've I partnered with him because there aren't many people in my class that's like my weight. They're either 30 pounds heavier than me or 50 pounds or 30 pounds lighter than me or 50 pounds heavier than me. There's okay. very few around my size. So generally I get paired up with the larger guy. So he's my height, but he's 240 and not a, oh, not a like a yoked 240. You're throwing a fire hydrant. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm working with him all the time. And so he's super resistive and I'm struggling with, with new techniques because he's resisting all the time. I'm not doing this. Learn them. And so after working with so many times, I remember just one, and I had not, at this point, I had not been into weightlifting and I finally at one point he he just like said like oh you're you're kind of sucking at this you're having a hard time blah 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 <laughs> so I'm the type of person that if someone does something like that to me I would be like yeah you're right you're right I am sucking but exactly. inside my head I have a book of grudges and <laughs> write the names down I write down the date that it happened <laughs> what was happened and I was like all right get you, I have a personal grudge against you <laughs> And so after that, Jordan after that day happened, I was like, I'm going to start getting into weightlifting because I want to be strong enough so I can do whatever I want to to him so it doesn't matter. And so, <laughs> so that, that is what spurred me to get into weightlifting. I built a, but a, how a power good, rack in my basement. So how good are you as a physical therapist at this point? Uh, at, this was actually just like three or four years ago. So I've been, so I've, you're, so you're I've like been scientifically badass. Yeah, I am, I've been doing it right. for, for about okay. like nine years before I got into it. And okay. So that's like, that's like extra. Yeah. And so time. like, <laughs> I, I just got a chance to train with him just the other day. And that's the first time we've actually been partners in a while. Did you launch his ass? Uh, not quite, but I definitely, it was Scared funny because we were doing Scared. some like off balancing stuff and I just like ripped him over. <laughs> and he's just like, Oh, uh, and I was like, it's real motherfucker's right. Yeah. Step now. Yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah. And okay, like one time we, we were going over like 
a, a particular drill. This was just like a like maybe a month ago that we were doing this drill, and he, you know, I was partnering with him, and he was being super. And again, we were trying to do. I think we were going in our jujitsu class. So it was like uh, uh, trying to do an Americana and how to defend it from uh, like a, like a, 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 the mount position. And so we were supposed to like let someone do it to you, and then after they've practiced it a couple times, then we're supposed to try to get out of it. And every time I tried to do it to him, he'd just be like super resistive. And then when it was my turn to let him do it to me, and like I was supposed to try to get out of it, before I could even like start to play around with like how do I counter, he's like immediately putting me into it. And I was like, after three or four rounds of this, finally I just said, you know, I'm done. I'm done. And so like I resisted against him, he was resisting real hard. We rolled over, and like we were well outside the scope of what this drill was. And like I was not paying attention to what the, what the instructor was doing. Yeah. And so we, I got, I got him into, into like a modified side mount, and I like I scoop my arm in. I'm just like, and I'm just like, and then finally he taps. I get him the arm. I'm like, and as I come back to the real world. I look over and like everyone is staring at us. <laughs> my instructor looks over at me and I was like, I was just like, I am so sorry. sorry because that's actually the next part of the lesson that we're gonna go into. <laughs> like, yes. And they're like, here's my card for that twenty bucks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Your elbow probably hurts. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, but it's that is why you don't be a dick. In practice, no, because you lose all the technique of it, and it turns into that shit. Exactly, no. 100%. But on the side note, you can get real strong. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I kind of had like a sort of an existential crisis several years ago, because I realized my youth is waning. I spent too much time training in Taekwondo in not the most effective way. Yep. And after it. getting... Uh, Getting my my ass handed to me by uh, someone who did some type of grappling, You're like, oh, and the oh, stuff I was like, "There's so much more I need to learn." And so now I'm in my mid thirties, trying to diversify. Yeah, yep. And like certain things that just like when I was in my twenties versus now in my thirties, trying to learn things and do things. It's like this, like it's I have a harder time learning stuff. It's more difficult. It is more challenging. Not yeah. even just like on a physical level, but just. Mentally, like I have to like you got so much more going on harder. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta look at it more. Mm -hmm. And my one, my one, uh, uh, one of my training partners in, in our judo class, she is, she's really good. She has a natural gift for it. I wish she would also do jujitsu, but she's like, I just don't have the time to do it. Oh, but she's also a hobbyist power lifter. So she's like, oh, five, so almost one hundred sixty pounds. And so we we compete like all the time. I'd be like. What's your squat? What'd you do this? <laughs> I was like, well, well, what about that? So she beats me in deadlift. That's I awesome. force tight in squat, and I beat her in bench press. And she's that <laughs> small, great. but she trains like she lifts like four or five days a week. I only do it like a couple times a week, but yeah. but no, she she's got uh, shorter limbs. Part the less distance to travel. But like she is in her mid twenties, and she has like this natural gift to learn stuff, and so like we'll go for a technique like a handful of times, and she'll just pick it up. And she has like such an intuition about it, and it, like I'm so jealous because while she's just like I just did it, and and the running joke now is, I I think a lot about my footwork, like I, I have to mm -hmm. like really visualize it and think about it, like am I doing this, am I doing that, like how do I step to get into this throw, and so on and so forth. She does not think about it at all, so like I have to mm -hmm. like have her throw someone else, and I'm watching what she's doing, and I'm like oh this is what you're doing, all right, and so then I have to like go over it, and then mm -hmm. but I overthink it so much that I screw myself up sometimes, and so she's like wow. Stop don't think about it. it. Just do it. Just I was like, it, bro. I can't not think about it. I have to think about it. Good technique is easy, bro. 
Yeah. Just do it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it is definitely more challenging for me to to learn stuff now. You're you're too smart now. No. Have you overintelligenced <laughs> yourself? No. And, and, and like, even like, like when I was when, even when I was first starting out in Taekwondo, I wasn't that like I'm not that good. But then when I had no life, I only trained. I would just get it through sheer repetition over and over and over and over and over. Just, over, over, just practice, 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 and that's why I eventually mm -hmm. got good at certain things. But like now, I don't have that kind of time, and I and I find it harder to learn stuff. So yeah. I, so like grappling is so different than striking, and I. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like, man, did I waste my time? Should I have done something different? Should I whatever? But I've now come to a point where I'm like, you know what? I got nothing to prove to anyone else. I just want to get better than I was have the day beforehand. I'm having fun with it. Yeah. I did. I did that the black belt journey, and people are like, "Man, done the journey. Who gives yeah, shit?" Yeah, like, like, man, I can't wait to do it. It's like, nah, I want to be a white belt for a while, man. There's no pressure. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was a white belt for what three and a half years. Mm -hmm. See, I'm, I'm right about Good. three and a half years right now. Oh, I, but I held on to it because I was almost ready to get a blue belt when I left mm -hmm. training with you. I was getting ready. With you, you were gonna, no. you were gonna give me a fucking blue belt. So that's why you left. You're like, no, no, <laughs> no I, I left. I left for completely other reasons, actually. But um. So that's that's a question I've wanted to ask you guys. Yeah. From the, the little bit I've, I've 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 garnered, you are not big fans of tests. Welcome. Really. No. So I being, did a round of promotions where we were zero testing, like zero. So being <laughs> and I said I told you so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like spending a huge amount of time on very strict tests, like you have to know this and this and memorize oh, all that. Oh yeah. I am not. That's how I was raised. I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, I don't want to say. I don't like tests. What I want to say is I don't like how tests have been implemented. Yeah. I yeah. think mm. I I still like the concept of a test. I still think it's good, but I think it can be utilized in a much different fashion. And I, and I think what should happen, and this is my personal opinion, so obviously it's dumb, but <laughs> I think it should be because I've seen the exact opposite end, where I I trained for a little while with a guy who locally who was a, a, a karate practitioner. He was like a third degree black belt. We were we both went to high school together, and within my when we were training, I did taekwondo for maybe like a year, year and a half, and he had been doing karate for like thirteen years. And you were better. I was. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you absolutely. were. Absolutely, taekwondo's better. And <laughs> and what it boiled down to was like they they did like one t like they did a test to get your like first degree black belt. After that. Oh, you've just been training for two years? All right, here's your second degree. Oh, you've been training for three years? Oh, they just, like, just there was, time in? There was, yeah, just time in. Okay. It didn't matter at all. While, like, my instructor was like, if you can't do this, you can't get, you can't pass. Taekwondo goes right in between. There, time in is a huge factor. Yes, time but you still in, have, like, specific also, technique. Yeah. And then you go over to Jiu-Jitsu where it's just fucking show up and train. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and I think if you can combine them, you can have a very good system. Because I think yeah. part of the problem is like if you mm -hmm. do absolutely no testing and it's just reliant on your your master, your instructor to say like, ah, oh, you're good enough for this now. Like, well, that's going to be different from one instructor to the next instructor. And, and so maybe you end up being with an instructor who's really not that good. And so maybe things are watered down and they just give you to, oh, you've been here for two years, here you go, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's the same problem regardless. No, I, I agree. 100% agree. Because, yeah, yes, how good is your guy? I, 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 I remember like... <laughs> I remember even within our own school, we had people who weren't that good, but because they had parents that were very, very, like, would complain about their kid not, like, well, I pay you so I get to this test, and you're supposed to give me a belt, blah, blah, blah. And so you'd be like, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up later. We'll, you'll, you'll, you'll 
you'll eventually get to it. Mm-hmm. But I think it should be a combination of time. Like you have to spend this requisite amount of time training and you have to have shown up for X number of classes, whatever. Once you've done that, you are now eligible to take this test. Mm-hmm. And this test, and depending on what you're testing for, there should be like a, 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 a not, I don't think it needs to be a super hard and fast like this, 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 because like, people then start spending too much focus on, I need to learn this form, I need to, I need to learn these things, I need all the time to, the forms. I'm prepping for a test, but I'm not really prepping to be good at what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But if you can have like a, 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 like a, a general criteria, like these are things I'm looking for. If you can, if you can do these general things and, ha- and display these concepts, mm-hmm. then you pass and you can move on. And I think it could be a loose test demonstrating certain things. Because, I mean, when, you, when you're promoting something to Blue Belt, you're looking for something. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh, well, no. yeah, it's, it's not some weird yeah. amalgus thing in your brain. You're like, oh, yeah, that's what I want. You are specifically looking for things. So you um, can make that a requirement, but you don't have to make it so structured that, they, that you lose sight mm-hmm. of the general end goal. Right. Mm, I feel you. But I feel um, the implementation of such a thing is nearly impossible in the United States. I agree with you. Because uh, we're a testing-based culture. Yes. So you're a physical therapist. Mm -hmm. I'm an exercise physiologist, which is like a notch below you. I'm the baseline of what you are. Uh, I would disagree. I don't think it's a notch below. I think it's a different emphasis. I only say that because you had to have an ex-phys degree to go to the PT school where I went. It oh, was, man. This was one of the baseline degrees. You don't need an X-Fizz. You just need a degree. You could, right. You could. You could. You <laughs> but could, like, a lot of, a lot of PTs do the X-Fizz, yeah. But I was X-Fizz in, in, in classes with PTs, with uh-huh. like doctors, with, yep. with uh-huh. ATs, uh-huh. with everything. And, okay, so, well, I'll relate it to that. So, like, one of them, um, not the person that got me into exercise physiology, but the person who, like, eventually was, the, like, the president of the program, he would, um... He was my advisor for a long time. But he would grade tests for me. He would just be like, I'm sorry. He would literally apologize. He'd be like, Mike, you can't spell. You suck at testing. You know all this shit. I know you helped everyone in here study. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you see how it all fits together. <laughs> like, just make it through, bro. Yeah. You'll be fine. But because, um, like, I'm a conceptual guy. I like to apply things. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't spell, though. Yeah, and I'm, so I forget where the muscles are. Yeah, like I forget. I mean, I know where the muscles are. But I forget their names, right? But um, most people in the United States are going to be a memorized for the test kind of person. Absolutely. No, so you're, as soon you're as right. you put test on it, they're like, "What's on it?" Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. So you can talk to Mike about concepts. Mike has been on a path. I do. Conceptual <laughs> teaching. Nice. I'm um, talking about people upgrade fucking fast. Yeah. Look at these people. There. <laughs> and, but but yeah. like we've talked about this for years, and like we think the same in that. And I've learned so much from you. Just but like you don't you don't give me like a, put your foot here, do that. You're like here's I can, but I don't you, like to. <laughs> you, you don't do that at first though. You flip it. You start with a concept, and then as you get pieces, then you start to get detail. I think that is a great way of doing it. But like how to how to formalize a test of that. I think is really hard in our yes. culture. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's again. That's how what I think it should be. That's mm-hmm. my idealized like sense. Like I want it to be that way. I, I, yeah. I, I like a 
and I hate the word to use the word standardized because it, it's got such a it's negative a standard, connotation to it. But not standardized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I would have a standard. Like you need yeah. to know certain stuff to be good at anything. You have yeah. to know them. You just have to. And so if you're going to if you're going to progress in anything, you have to have this base knowledge and this base knowledge and this base. So you need to be able to, I think, test it. But how to implement it without making it almost like a, a doctrine mm -hmm. is kind of tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so one thing like in our, like so like the USJ, the, 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 the judo test that we're, we're working on, it's kind of interesting because they have um, all the, the, the test is like 30 pages long. And so they have all these things you're supposed to know. But depending on what belt level you're testing for, mm -hmm. you only have to know X amount of it. So like, mm -hmm. all right, you need to demonstrate like a white belt, you need to demonstrate three throws. That's it. And it has like a whole list of throws you need to, to, to do from, but right. you gotta get three. Whatever three you want. So if you're really good at, you know, hip tosses, well you can do like a couple hip tosses. Or if you wanna, if you're really good at foot sweeps, well let's do a couple foot sweeps. But like, you need to know this. And I'm like, I like that idea of where you have a, a large pool to choose from and whatever you're kind of a little bit better at, as long as you can demonstrate you know, some type of, 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 of proficiency with X number of it, then then you, you, you've reached this level. And as you get higher and higher, you have to know yeah, a little more, a little more, a little more. So like, I, I kind of like that concept. Because sure. mm -hmm. you don't have to be like, you have to know these things, yeah. but you need to know a certain amount. So I was like, ah, that'd be kind of cool to play with. But mm -hmm. right now, my school is very much test-oriented. Yeah. But I think they're only really test-oriented for Blue Belt. I think mm -hmm. past the blue belt, they don't really do tests anymore, which I find interesting. Mm -hmm. And so, like the blue belt, and it's and ours is very much so. We're we're part of the the um, or a satellite school off of the one academy down in Athens. And oh, the Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been meaning to go down and check those dudes out. So uh, the head instructor Carlos. Yeah. He's I've I've had a chance to roll with him like twice. He's like this gentle hurricane. And like <laughs> when I rolled with him, it very much made me think of you. Because like he was just like so smooth and he would just go from one thing to the next. And I remember like, I don't I was I don't think I even had my very first strike the first time I rolled yeah, with yeah. him. And I just remember like he made me like he off balanced me. I was I was like I think we're like in half right. He off balanced me and then like I put my hand down like on his chest. Oops. And then <laughs> that's it, like I just saw like a smirk and I was like it was super fast but so smooth like he just cradled me into this arm bar and I was like yeah, yeah like it was, it was so good <laughs> but so he um, he has uh, he kind of follows like the Gracie sort of like you got these X number of lessons X you, know, you gotta, you gotta show it up and, and again I, I like the idea of like these are these are lessons that we're doing and this is and then like their their, their blue belt curriculum is very self-defense oriented and, and i say that with with like quote self-defense you know you know oh, yeah. self-defense oh, yeah. oh it's such a weird thing to talk about <laughs> yeah. but what i like about a, several of those lessons that go over it is pretty practical mm -hmm. and it's geared you know obviously geared towards someone using jujitsu against someone who doesn't really know jujitsu if you know yeah. jujitsu then a lot of the stuff isn't going to work different story but that's that's the yeah. general concept that and so yeah and the thing <laughs> i appreciate about that is that because it's self-defense oriented you are you are working on very practical concepts 
and you have to you have to be exposed to them a minimum of four times. And then once you've done that with all of the lessons, then you can go ahead and try to do a test. And I like that where I have to spend so much time doing it. I have to go over it so many times. And then I have to demonstrate some level of, of, of competency with it. But, but again, I do see people who do it and like they just study for the test. And after that, like when it comes to rolling, like for the longest time, I, I was not able to do a whole lot of open mats. Scheduling-wise, I could only show up for the, the actual just lesson part. And so we just go over the lesson. So I didn't get to try to apply it to a real, like, pressured mm -hmm. yeah. uh, uh, situation. So then eventually when they added, a, they changed the schedule and I could start showing up to a, an open mat, oh my gosh, I feel like I sucked. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I knew the, I knew the, the, the <clears> lesson, <throat> I knew the concept, but, but now, like, I couldn't apply it because, like, there was a decent amount of resistance. I'm like, oh, oh. my gosh, like, I had to make, like, on-the-fly adjustments and I never had to do this, so... So I felt like I felt like an imposter because I was like, I, I got my second strike, but, but I'm getting my ass kicked all the yeah. time by like some dude who's been doing it for for less time, but was able to show up to open matches consistently over and over and over and over and over. And so, like, I don't like the idea of only ever showing up to a lesson, never really rolling with people, and like, well, I'm gonna sit in for this test and I'm gonna demonstrate that I know these things, but you've never had to use it under a pressured right. system. So, well, I mean. You come from a Taekwondo background. How many people you know? Oh, they got multiple Greek black belts. Oh yeah. Never actually had to use it against a oh, resisting yeah. opponent, right? 100%. Or yeah. never got punched in the face. Oh my gosh! The first time I, they think I, they're badass. And <laughs> the, my, my first week of taking of doing boxing, we did a night of sparring. I was like, oh nah, boy! Holy cow! Smashed. I got smashed in the we face. Smashed. I was yeah. like, uh, head movement. What I was the like, what? And like I just felt so rigid because I was so used to it. like I didn't realize how like we went over punching in our time at school because he hated not having your hands up and not doing anything in your hands. But oh. obviously we're still like ninety percent legs only. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the moment I came across him, he's like, I don't even know legs exist. And they just start throwing hands oh. at me, and I was just like, Those oh. are angles. And I was like, I can't like. I felt so rigid because I was like, I want to throw a kick. I'll throw it. I can't throw a kick. Well, that was yeah. Part of your problem is you're stopping yourself from kicking. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, oh my god, yeah, it's yeah. a huge adjustment. Boxing's fun as hell, though. It is. I, I've been fucking I've love been boxing. Very much enjoying it. It yeah. is one of the and like so our 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 class it's part of the police athletic league. So it's a it's a small little outreach program. Hmm, nice. But our coach, he's such an awesome guy, and and, and I am. And I, it's funny because so one of the kids um, met someone else I knew, and they're like, "Oh, Juan's in that class, right?" Like, "Oh yeah, Juan. He's the old guy." No, oh, the, the kid's, the kid's seventeen, and I was like. Like I'm in my prime, Thank son. You. I'm the old Fuck guy. Fuck you. Yeah, I know. I've got my headband on because I sweat way too much. I look like <laughs> yes. an old man in there because I sweat That's so much. That's your disguise, much. bro. I got, I got to put my That's headband on to, 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 to God, stop the sweat from my head. But that class is, it's like 50% like technique for like boxing because he, he has a couple of students that are are wanting to do amateur and potentially off into professional. So we've got a couple of kids on who've got their amateur books in there. One, yeah, I think it's two weeks from now, he's going to be Ooh. doing a, a, an amateur match. Sweet. So then a lot of the, the rest of them are just, they're just kids who, you know, it's just a, a youth program, getting them, you know, to do something productive with their life and, and mm -hmm. keep them out of trouble. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Mostly just general skills and conditioning, but some of it is like we have a couple, like one night a week that we do sparring. Uh, so I go in there generally like I'm just trying to, to to get better technique with my hands and to work on conditioning. And every 
Classica. It is just a horrible workout. I am drenched <laughs> in sweat. I am dying. But the thing is, is that, and I, and I appreciate how he does it, is that <clears throat> he does everything in like two minute rounds. So we're always working on different stuff for two minutes. Yep. And a lot of it is self-directed in the sense like... I do love that about boxing you, you will, like he'll tell us what we're doing, but the intensity level is self-directed. Yeah. And so he's like, we, he does something he calls power rounds. And it's mm -hmm. two minutes of just punching, you yep. know, jab, cross, jab, cross into a bag. Yep. And he's like, you're going to do it for two minutes. And then for the last 30 seconds, you're going to do it as hard and fast as you can. Yep. So you have to pace yourself. So I'm always trying to go as hard and as fast as I can, then I'll still have gas in the tank for the last 30 seconds to go over the top and do it. Yeah. And so every class I feel like I'm not getting any like in better shape, but I feel like it's also that I'm constantly pushing myself You're to the edge. So, the edge yeah. so I'm always just like, and there's obviously kids in there who aren't going to do that. So like I'm usually the one guy that's just like, <laughs> but at the same time, like wherever I'm at, the floor is drenched in sweat. That's an honor. And people yes. like slip on it. <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, I'll go in the corner. Yeah, my have honor. Yeah, but. Have you, okay, so question about boxing. Yeah. Um, I found punching really easy to pick up because it's the same technical concept as kicking. It's chamber extension, rechamber, it's just inside out. So you stand I, up, you sit down on a punch, you stand up on a kick. That's the only difference. So I, I struggled with it at first okay. until my coach pointed out some of those things. So like the one, like I struggled okay. really hard with like a left hook. Okay. Because like it's, it's I think it's a tough punch to do. And I'm still not amazing Wait, look, at it. So but like my original. You're, you're an orthodox fighter then. Yes. So a lead hand hook. Correct. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Okay. So I struggled with it trying like how do I generate, the, like what do I do? Mm -hmm. And then he's, and because... Jamie, he has done some MMA coaching. He's done a little bit of jujitsu. Like he's done a little bit of everything. And so he's just like, well, it's like like a lead, like a lead leg, like Ramos kick. Like you just gotta like pivot. And some of my friends was like, really? And so I started doing. I was like, there it is. Oh shit! It is. It's very similar to that. And so like I have tried to conceptualize them based off of how I do kicks. But at the same time. Because we do a little bit of a kickboxing in this in this gym. He loves kickboxing and he wants like old school like old school kickboxing. Old school so kickboxing, fun. which is not too different from like old school taekwondo like rule sets. No, yeah, it's very similar. And yeah. uh, which we are, by the way, doing a charity kickboxing event in Lancaster, April twenty fourth on a Sunday. Nice. If you got anyone who wants to try it, yeah, I'll see, um, people, it's fine. But uh, yeah. but uh, I'm gonna be in it, so I'm gonna probably show up to work with a black eye. But, um, so we've got some kids who are really good at boxing, but they don't really know how to throw kicks. So when they're trying to throw kicks, I was like, well, you know, pivot like you would be doing this punch or that punch. And they're like, oh, okay. Oh, and they start to pick it up. That's cool. Okay. So like I saw it from one side and that's how I picked it up. And then now so, I'm going to try to teach you from the other side. Technique wise, they're very much the same thing. There's a lot of similarities. But the kinetic chain's still in play. Yeah. You've got to push on the ground, ground pushes back on you. Absolutely. It's just, I found the biggest problem for me was sitting down on punches. You stand yes. up on a kick, you push your hips yes. forward. So they used to call me stilts when I butt boxing. They're like, <laughs> bend your knees, stilts. I'm like, okay, yeah. shit. But um, that's where, like, when I finally, like, no one knew how to kick there. And so I kind of had to put that together for myself. But I, right away, I saw the chamber extension, rechamber thing, hip shoulder connection, yeah. push with the foot. And I was like, oh, shit, okay, I get it, I get it. 
And then I learned to sit down on a punch. When you sit down on a punch, you stand up on a kick. There's your big difference. Okay. I'm going to have to play with that. Like, try it and think about it. It's the soft knees concept. Yes. Of In boxing, you have soft knees. Mm-hmm. And so you have to drop your center of gravity a little bit. Yes. Right? Got to get that, that so I'm trying change. To, I'm trying to upgrade this in the proper anatomical level for a physical therapist. You don't um, have to, man. Okay. <laughs> well, I just like to sound smart sometimes, well, too. So uh, you um, learn all this gosh. stuff, and you realize you can't talk to you any can't talk patients to that way. So then you have, to, you have to go back to basic concepts and, and, and deliver it in a more layman's more Also, why I want to talk to you like that, because you're actually what I'm saying. But, <laughs> but, uh, okay, so you have to think about it's the from the soft knees. Taekwondo, you don't have soft knees. Taekwondo, you have pretty rigid triangle. You actually bounce from your ankles and your hips. The knees are almost cut out, I guess right? right? I guess so, I never really thought about it that way. Oh, well, let's go deep. Let's go deep. Absolutely. Okay, so Taekwondo, the knees aren't as soft, even though it's still chamber extension, rechamber. If yeah. you think of a knee and an elbow as the same thing, shoulder yeah. and hip is the same yeah. concept, right? Yeah. It's still chamber extension, rechamber, but the knees can't be as soft because of the support leg, right? Okay. Yeah. And so the hip has to come forward to yeah. maintain ground connection for yeah. transfer through the kinetic chain. Okay. Okay? Yeah. In boxing, both feet are on the ground the whole time. Yes. Which is why you can have soft knees. Okay, that makes but sense. Then, but yeah. then the kinetic chain then has to transfer all the way, not just stop at the hip and go through the leg, it has to come up the spine mm-hmm. to the shoulder, mm-hmm. out the arm, you know, elbow, wrist, and yeah. mine, and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why soft knees come into play. Because then you push with your foot. So if you're, if you're throwing that lead hook, your, your lead leg is on the ground, uh-huh. which then, because you maintain contact, you maintain the triangle between your feet and the center of gravity, so you can drop the center of gravity, but then you got to push with the foot on the ground to transfer yeah. the energy. And then you, you stack shoulder, elbow, yep. wrist, bam, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that's the difference between kicking and punching, is because both feet are connected to the ground, you actually push with the foot that you would actually be kicking with in okay. that technique. And so that's the difference. You, like, you have a whole other upper body yeah. of the kinetic chain. That's something I think I'm about to play around with because I, I feel uh-huh. like when I throw punches, because I try to equate it very much to how I throw kicks, I don't use my my kicking leg yeah, as much as I should when I'm throwing a yeah, punch. I'm going to have to play around with that now. Because both feet are now on the ground. Related, yeah. related to judo, it's more like judo footwork. Of, so the triangle. Yeah. The judo between the, your center of gravity, the, the, the inside and outside of that triangle, you have your own personal triangle, and then you have like the throw triangle. Yes. So your own yeah. personal triangle is your center of gravity and your two feet. Yes. Put that in boxing. Okay. Because if you lift the foot up, you fuck your triangle. Uh-huh. Right? You actually have to be in theirs before you do that. Yes. Because then they become a pillar of it when yeah. you throw them. All right. Well, boxing is the same thing. Except both feet are always on the ground. Okay. Danger zone is the exact same thing. You're still when you step forward with a jab, uh-huh. you're stepping into their triangle. Uh-huh. You have to do the same shit. Okay. Right. Yeah. But both feet stay connected. Okay. Both feet are pushing off the ground. You drop your own center of gravity as if you were getting ready to throw someone and not be thrown. Your belt goes below their belt. Yeah. But the connection's the punch. Okay. So it's inelastic collision. It's a it's an elastic collision as opposed to an inelastic collision. Okay. Because in judo, it would be an inelastic because you connect, become one unit, Correct. fall down. Yeah. Boxing, it's you have to bounce off each other. Yep. So that's where the snap comes from because okay. you want to leave the energy in them as the gift. Okay. You don't want to take any of it away. You're no. giving them. Yeah. You're giving them, but you don't want it to go back in your fist and break your hand. Yeah. And so it becomes an elastic collision. 
but the feet have to stay on the ground for that to happen. Otherwise, energy goes to your hip and flies out, and you fuck your hip up. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, I just went crazy. Yeah, that's all right. right. This is the shit I think about sometimes. I wanted to ask you guys, going back to, to rule sets. Oh, okay. I had, I had two. I had a, a rule set question for you and a rule set question for you for, Ooh, for Mike and Mike. Okay. If you could come up with a rule set for for jujitsu, grappling, whatever. And I'm, I've only done one jiu-jitsu tournament so far, so I, I don't know all the rules mm-hmm. in and out. Was it IBJJF? It was uh, Grappling Industries, so okay, whatever, whatever okay, they, okay. they used, um, which that means... I'll have to tell you about that, that my first experience, because it was hysterical, <laughs> slash I got my ass kicked. Oh, so it's usually a really good tournament, though. Grappling Industries oh, it's, 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 no, tournament. It, was, it was ran wonderfully, it just, yeah. I had an interesting experience, yeah. uh, but what... If you had, if you could create your own tournament, what is the We've actually done the, the the rule set you would want? Yeah, that's like I'm fond of like ADC style. Like, okay, where they may score part of the match and the rest is sub only, or like just sub only. Okay, I'm a huge fan of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand the proponent for like point tournaments, and I understand that. But I, personally, I'm gonna go sub only almost every time. <laughs> like, I'm gonna sign up for sub only events before I sign up for non. You know yeah, what I mean like. It all, and I always find that you get more bang for your buck, you get a better time, it's more realistic. Now, did you do like a single limb or like a round robin? Like, I still, even though people bitch about single e-limb a lot, especially with like IBJJF and stuff, I'd still probably keep it single e-limb. So or if you're, if you're running it or not. If you're running it, like how much work do you want to do in a yeah. Yeah. single elimination is easier. Or do it like Hicks and Cup style, like you don't win. If nobody like subs anybody, you're both out. Fuck like, you, yeah. Like that. Whoa, that's, that's cool. That. Some shit like that. Mm. So like very punitive. Yeah. So yeah, like something cool. like that, where it's like, do the sub, do the okay. thing. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. Highlight something like that. Cool. You know, so yeah. Now, I, the one thing I would like to see is I would like certain, I would like certain parts of, 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 of jujitsu to be I think, and again, I, I'm not super familiar in all of the rule sets. So if there's one that, that there is, might be a that is like you this, already. Yeah. Then, yeah, let me know, please. Well, yeah. I, I want certain parts to be like rewarded more, mm-hmm. and other parts to be penalized. Yes, to be penalized so, is the key. Yeah. Okay. Truly penalized. Yes. yes. Not just like yeah, eh, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, because for me, I I really want a martial arts. Especially if you're doing uh, some type of, 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 of tournament competition for it, I know you can't make it super like street hardcore yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, but, but you want I want the rules to 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 be catered to help prepare and test people for more practical situations. Mm-hmm. So like to me, Take the idea work. of like just sitting in guard, right, right. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. So that's where I'd say like combat jujitsu. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of one. I've seen a little bit. Okay. So that'll make so you can't sit in guard because there's going to be fucking you know, shit no slapped out of you. Yeah. yeah. So like something that like makes that's obviously a very serious consequence to sit in the guard is to exactly. sit in the face. So exactly. Like, mm-hmm. So something like that. Yes. Or actually, like a point-wise penalty, like take it away. You're sitting. Are there any stalling. are there any rule sets that that penalize for stalling or certain positions? No, I can't call think, you, but like it, I can't think of a rule set where you get like hurt for it. Right. It'll almost never. No one's really something where you're like, I wanted to. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's still too. Um, it's not well defined enough, right? So people would bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Because I also feel that like people don't, with how difficult it is to do a good takedown, 
it is not worth nearly enough points in my opinion. So because it's not worth a whole lot of points, people say, well, I'm just not going to worry about it. I'm just going to sit and like that. So they just, they just subvert that entire section of, of, of right, the, 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 the art. Yeah. Yes. Like, why don't you maybe give it more points? Mm -hmm. So that way, yeah. people give like, more oh, points. I want yeah, to like, pull it off. Yeah, Greco has like scales of points. Like you hit a minor throw, it's like less minor throw. You hit a five-point move, the match is over. You hit something sick, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. you have that but to have that kill in quality. Yeah. Or at least there's like, yeah, more reward for better shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, exactly. <laughs> so during COVID, um, I got to do a lot of cool online shit. Like I reconnected with a lot of fun people, but Travis Stevens was doing free classes. We yeah. just sit and chat with him. I, I, I listened to a I little bit of podcast about that. So I fucking straight up was like, Travis, I need my daughter to be able to do more takedowns. She yeah. pulls guard and dishonors the family all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, he's like, is it in jujitsu? He's like, shit, I pull guard in jujitsu, man. It's yeah, the point yeah. of the game. I'm like, that's, that's and just everyone laughed at me, and I'm like, no, I'm no, like, I'm like, yeah. like fucking Travis Stevens just shut me down. That's what I wanted. Yeah. And you don't, like, I just said, was, you said guard. Just pull right guard, on. man. It's the point of the game. Like, I don't do any of my judo stuff in jujitsu, and he kind of explained yeah. that. Then he explained the game, which yeah. was really cool. That's Head out. terrifying, but awesome. Hello, bro. That's how I moved in. <laughs> All over there. Yeah, uh, I put a match to that myself. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> but um, yeah. So. Even Travis Stevens pulls guard. Yeah. But yeah, you have to incentivize it. Yeah, exactly. Rule so sets we dictate behavior. And but we've talked about that with our own, like the scroll tournament, mm -hmm. where I joke about there is no guard pulling. Yeah. Completely take it out. You have to do a takedown, which could be the boringest fucking thing in the world. It could be. It could be equally as boring as what sitting, as, two people as sitting two guard. Sitting guard. Yeah, I mean, and so that's good towards each other. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather see some hand fighting and active stuff yeah. than like mm -hmm. butt scooting. This is so, my opinion, though. Again, probably yeah. sucks to most people, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, I like it. On that same yeah. concept, going back towards like, like Olympic Taekwondo rules. Okay. I hate the fact that there is no penalization for like being on the ground. Like there used to be. You can you can throw you can try to go for a, a head kick and you can throw it knowing that you are not going to land it at all whatsoever and you can kind of stall by just getting on the ground like okay I'm getting up. Yeah yeah. Okay, I okay. want you like if you're on the ground, the other person. Has like three seconds to get you something, to <laughs> stomp on your ass, to penalize you for for purposefully sacrificing your footing right. for something else. Well, like All right, so you can you, you can tell you like best of the best. <laughs> oh yeah, because you can step on people in that tournament. Yeah. All right, but, okay, so let me give you a little history of that that rule. Okay, so if you go way the fuck back to the nineties, mm -hmm. you could fall down and kick all you fucking wanted. In fact, at OTC, those sons of bitches taught it at Olympic Training That's Center. Funny. Because I asked someone about it once, and he was like, okay, yeah, it was a technique. I'm like, I knew it. But they actually changed the rule. For a time, if you fell on a kick, you didn't get points. Okay. And that was for years. Yeah. So even when you were in it, that was like an Olympic style that you would get penalized yeah. during your time. And then it changed again when electronic scoring came in. So 2012 was the last even randomly legit year of Taekwondo. Okay. Where the old style still worked. Yeah. And then after that, it was done. Okay. It was all the front leg flip floppy shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they let that come back in, and now you can fall down again and not get penalized. So there was a time it existed where you, if you fell down, screw you. Yeah. But it disappeared again. Okay. But yeah, specifically because people exploited the rule. Yeah. yeah. And that's so. Now, the um, one thing I saw recently, uh, and I was curious if you'd seen it, um, yeah. I saw that uh, Cookie One. Yeah. Had um, did like a like a little I guess 
news announcement, press release, or you want to say. And it was funny because Jamie Mathias, my boxing coach, he saw it. He goes into he looks into any type of martial art. Like he's always just perusing. He was like, hey, you're my Taekwondo guy. What do you think about this? I was like, I have not heard of this. No idea. But they they said they made a uh, they're making a concerted effort apparently to separate from Olympic Taekwondo. The cookie they, one is? Yes, they want to come it's up their with their thing. they want to come up apparently it's not anymore. They invented Olympic Taekwondo. Damn. So they That's bad. they okay. don't like I guess what it looks like. The front layers won. Yeah, and so they <laughs> they put out uh, a request for all sorts of masters and instructors to give ideas and suggestions for a new rule set for what they want to see, and they're like, we're open to anything. The punching sweeps like they are willing to expand. I didn't know this. Yeah, it was like last wow. March. Uh, off the, I, you can I Google it. I don't pay enough attention anymore. But the rule set already exists. The rule set they want. Um, jump on YouTube and look up Pro TKD. I've seen a little bit. Of All right, so the Hien yeah. Lee versus Danny Kim match. I yeah. used to watch that every day in high school. <laughs> every day I would wake up and I had it on tape. I killed the tape. Um, and I had Hien Lee's haircut. But um, that's the rule set. That's the most perfect Taekwondo rule set ever. You don't want sweeps and shit because it's Taekwondo. It takes away the... the like, you're from South America. You could throw, like, 50 kicks in the rope. <laughs> Do you have that style? Uh, not as much now. I'm 50 pounds heavier than I used right. to be when I was training. <laughs> so my therapy I could do, like, two or three. Like, but, like, that was the style. Yeah, so we, like, used to, we used to practice that, like, like, and he'd make us just, like, do, like, all right, 30 but seconds. Like, but, like, in general, like, that continent, yeah. <laughs> everyone could just throw some shit. Yeah. And, like, that was a big, that was a big mainstay of it. Yeah. But, um... If you have sweeps, you get like that disappears. So a lot of your like fun, like cool yeah. shit. Yeah. If you have face punches, it also kind of disappears. It does. No, absolutely. Like, like if someone throws a because you get outside you the, can just you can just yeah. It. So cover punches are fine as it's the way to stop it. But yeah, Pro TKD is the rule set they want. It already yeah. exists. No gear, just mouth guard and cup, and full contact. But like. Point ranges like you know five points for flying, jumping, kick to face, yeah, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and like all the way down to like two or three, and it makes for a really exciting fight. It, it's a good rule set. It makes for a specific usable style. It looks cool. Like you know, it's honestly there. like I really like the karate combat. Karate oh, combat dude. is my current favorite rule set. I, I, like I, I, I was like, that's I, to me. I was like, that's what they need. Like, but, do karate combat, very similar to that. but karate combat already has it. You're right. No, you're right. You know, in my I opinion, just want to see more. I want to see more Taekwondo guys get into karate combat. I want to get into fucking they, karate combat. There's one guy. He, I think he's only had one or two fights so far. Erickson Samuel. He's from like. Yeah, I've seen him. He's like from Sweden. Like he was. He grew up in Sweden, but he's originally from somewhere in Southeast Asia or whatever. But he is a Taekwondo guy. Oh, I'm nice. like, I want to see more. More, more Taekwondo people going into that because because karate combat exists. I think that's the best striking rule set there is. Yeah, I love it. It, it looks so thing. fun, and yeah. it has like minor takedowns, and you can attack yeah. people on the ground. Yeah, you get like what, five seconds or something like that to yeah. do something. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, I'll take that all day. And with Boz Rutten and George St. Pierre behind. Oh, they yeah. Push forward a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So as a striking rule set, yeah, that's my favorite. But I don't think Taekwondo should copy it because it ends up just being a copy. No, you're right. You're right. You know. I say pro TKD all the way. That was always my dream to be okay. in that shit. I'll have to... Look it up, you'll be amazed. <laughs> yeah, the other one I thought was pretty neat was uh, uh, Chuck Norris's uh, World Combat League. Oh, World Combat League. League. Yeah, yeah, that was good shit, that man. Was, yeah, yeah, that was Karate Combat good. actually, I think, took a lot from that. 
this would have kind of seemed the, like... They kind of had the whole bowl pit idea. Yes, the elevated edges the, there to and funnel you towards certain, the center. Yeah, the certain aspects of the, the striking bits of it. What I liked but, about World Combat League was that it was a team-based... Yeah, that was really ...where you had, like, what, four or five, like, yeah. uh, weight classes... And so, and everyone fought two rounds, but they wouldn't fight two rounds back to back. So they'd fight one round, and then after that they'd go to the next weight class. Mm -hmm. And then they'd come back yeah, and come then back fight one, one all the way through. That way everything was like, you were fresh. Like yeah, you fight yeah. two minutes, mm -hmm. three minutes, whatever, and then, and then you'd have, like, yeah, <laughs> you have like 15 <laughs> minutes to recoup, and then you'd go right back at it. Because you're out of like two or three minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like the idea of the of the, the group sport aspect to it. As a team version of striking, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I and, like that a lot. And I would think it'd be cool to see jiu-jitsu do a, 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 a team kind of tournament. And I think we talked about it a little uh -huh. bit, like where kendo sometimes has like, you have like four or five people and you essentially go one-on-one -on -one and you just go through your whole whole team so like the like first the... two people come together and if, if one of them whoever wins that person stays out there and then the other team sends their second person yep. and you have to just keep going until you've exhausted all of your members so who in quintet does that yeah quintet. quintet yeah quintet does that but now you're starting to see it like elsewhere like we just had i had a couple guys do one i was going to sign up for it. i signed up for it but they like, yeah. didn't have anyone else okay. for like teams and stuff so like we signed other guys up and it was sweet it was like yeah, that like that. I think that would be really so, cool to see something yeah. like that well that's the my favorite thing about jiu-jitsu competition wise is ever since EBI you've had all these different rule sets pop up and so then you get these different styles according to rule sets and it just makes it interesting it does yeah it's like it, it provides so much um, just so much nuance to it and yeah so jiu-jitsu is sort of saving martial arts in that way Saving competition of being a viable multiple rule sets yeah. that are all fun in their own way and all. Yeah. I don't know. I'm biased. I think they're all cool. I don't know if they look cool to a layman, but you know, <laughs> I think they are. Cool. They are. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. see how the, the future goes. Though. And, and yeah. I, feel like, I feel like any combative art should have options. Like you should have yes. a couple. That's rule where. Sets. Well, that's where like taekwondo went wrong. Yeah. His Olympic got. style was your only thing, and there was nothing else, and they wouldn't let anything else happen. With yeah, that book. yeah, yeah. And um, that's why it, it's like it, it isolated itself and it fell apart. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? And that's why it is what it is now. I mean, Judo's kind of. Oh, Judo already did that. It's, it's going that way there. No, Judo's been there. Judo did it yeah. first. You know, they're bringing back legs. Are they? Rumor has it. Okay, so I heard like the legs. most recent rule changes. Or like making a lot of people upset because they've eliminated even more like things. Oh, even more things. Yeah, but Travis Stevens says they're gonna bring back legs. He's like, it's happening, and we're getting ready for it. That's I mean, great. That's, that's but awesome. um, judo has the same problem. Is they did like they've been around longer than taekwondo. Oh yeah. But um, they isolated themselves into an Olympic sport. And if you're a combat sport, don't go to the Olympics. I, 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 do I'm not give the Olympics any control over anything. It's wiping with Muay Thai and shit. I'm yeah. Like, no. Don't the, do it. Because the moment you enter, whatever rule set they have, that's what everyone's going to go to because like that's the best way that's like allegedly the top type of competition you could do and everyone's going to go that route. Yeah, but the IOC has complete control of your rule set. Uh, okay. You don't have control over it anymore. The uh, organization okay. itself. That's why Taekwondo kept getting changed so they wanted to be more fan-friendly. Yeah, yeah. And that, like, destroys it. Yeah. You know, but the IOC has the final say. Yeah. You know, like, so, it's no good, man. Yeah, but, um, 
I like multiple rule sets for things. So I'm all for like a version of Taekwondo that looks like Karate Combat. Mm -hmm. But I love Pro TKD, I just want that back. But you know, I'm all for a best of the best style tournament. How cool would that be? I don't even know what the fuck that rule set was. Oh, uh, yeah. But, like, it made no sense. But we it need was to rewatch it, and we need to come up with our own life <laughs> set based off that of it. That was badass shit, man. <laughs> you could step on people. You could punch them in the face. You could throw them. Ah, you know, a guy with one eye almost won the whole thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so, good. so sick. But, yeah. All right, boys. All right, yeah. We're, we could probably do two or three more episodes, really. For but. sure. <laughs> well, we uh, Glad, got the long one. We got two episodes out of this one. Sweet, man. That was fun. Yeah, dude, thank you so much. I, I, thanks for coming. Thank you very much for yeah, having me here. It's been this a blast. Yeah. We'll do it again. Have more stories. <laughs> we'll talk about just about anything. Exactly. Cool. All right. All right awesome. Well, I think that's it, really. Yeah, keep your coffee regular, everybody. Yeah. Peace yeah, in. Peace in.